All right. This could be a long one. <laughs> You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Coach Mayer, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Well, howdy there, partners, and welcome to Kapow, the pop culture <laughs> podcast. My name is uh, Jordan Lowe. I'm ready for that. Um, I'm Seth. Hey, uh, I'm gonna, not going to do that anymore. Um, so Cliff is not here. Cliff is at the happiest place on earth. Wow. I thought this yeah. was that. No, no. <laughs> this is further down the list. I heard he's like he's sleeping in his car or something. Yeah, he's in the second floor bathroom at the land. He sent us a pic. <laughs> He was so excited. I got a text at 7 a.m. He was so excited. They upgraded him to sleep in his car. I was confused. He said it, he was in the car's room, but it was incredible. I was like, <laughs> which is it? Which pick a Pixar? All right. So without Cliff, we are going to try to do something uh, he would not be into. And yeah. to help us out, we brought in Coach Mayer. We have a guest, Jared Lowe. Heavily credentialed. Oh. Nice, nice to be here. Thank you ah. for filling in. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, we're doing one of those uh, shit weird uh, ranking shows we've done. What have we done so far? We did uh, threequels. Movie, movie threequels. Yeah. Was there something else? Or was that I it feel, so far? I feel like there was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure of it. Oh, we did uh, costumes. Was that a thing? Right, right. We did yeah. superhero costumes and supervillain costumes. Yeah, okay. See, boom. Now we're doing something. I've I've got, you know, a little list of things I thought would fit with certain groups of people. I thought this would be a good trio for Westerns. Westerns. Western movies more particular i wanted to shy you guys off a lonesome dove we're not doing any tv series i knew it hurt i knew that was rule number one yeah (laughs) rule number one hey let's do westerns that aren't lonesome dove that was the immediate lonesome dove cannot be on this list and then i took it a step further to call your lists uh and and mixed neo-westerns so none of this hell or high water no country for old men all the things we gravitate towards that aren't, you know, there's plenty of cowboys out there. Let's stick to the stick to the traditionals. Uh, these these are movies for Cliff's dad. <laughs> yeah. He said his, those kind of movies that he liked. So Cliff's not here, but I think Cliff's dad could have filled in at, at some point. Yeah. So nothing set in modern day. Um, that's but after that, who really cares? Um, so again, it's a weird thing where I will explain there are three different sets of picks. We're going to do a top 17. That's kind of a weird number. Yeah, get over is everybody over it? Okay. And then we're going to split that into three sections and they'll each have slightly different perks to go along with it. 
Um, so, and then we will determine who gets to pick which of those uh, sets of picks. Um, so this is what we, we call get it. to pick 5.666 repeating movements, right? Yes. Is that how it works? Yeah, this is the uh, the competitive collaboration. I yes. believe you're going to say, uh, Jordan. It's um, where we have not discussed what our favorite westerns are. That's part of the beauty of this system, and we we will surprise it. We may surprise ourselves. You know where where we're at. You may think there's a something you want to get on this list, but by the time it's your pick, it's you've just got too many things, too many other things you want on the list. So. So just a little twist on the top 10 where we would come in where we had a definite rank list of one through 10 and we, we just gave you the list. This adds a little more drama to it where we might all three overlap on some at the top. We might all three be completely different and we'll have to kind of adjust your list as you go. Like you said, to make sure what you want's on the list, but also to have a good list. Like you can't, you don't want to sabotage the list at all. Cause you want, you want the best. Stuff. Yeah, we, we do. We won't all want to be happy with this list when it's done, but we don't want everybody I, to be happy. Ideally, we should be able to get five or six movies on the list, right? Is that, is that the way the math works out? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> five or six, yes. Okay. Um, so let's <laughs> let's just make, make yourself three columns of picks here, and I'm going to read off column A, B, and C. These are what you, the choices are going to come from here. So column A will get five picks. Number 13. 10, 7, 4, and 1. That's, that's a sweet, sweet column there. Uh, column B gets six picks 17, 16, 12, 9, 6, and 3. And column C also gets six picks. 15, 14, 11, 8, 5, and 2. Now, those each come with something. Um, each, col each column will get one veto. So if you've seen, heard us do this before, you will get to, if someone makes a pick you don't like, you don't want it on the list or you don't think it's high enough on the list. You may veto it. It's not gone forever. They could use one of their higher picks to put it, or you could, you or someone else could pick it at a higher pick. Um, so each column gets one of those. C that is column C. That is all they get is one veto. Column a actually gets another veto so so the person with the number one pick gets two vetoes and the intention has always been to protect the number one pick no one has figured that out yet but you're protecting your number one pick but we've you get always been pretty friendly with our picks and not not really yeah. trying to right. sabotage it. yeah but still we've run into some messes which is half the fun <laughs> um so there's that and then column b has the one veto, but they will also get a veto override. Now that that the rules with that are if someone vetoes a pick that is not yours, 
you may if someone vetoes your pick, you cannot use your veto override to stop them. But if someone picks someone else's, you may you know veto someone else's pick. You may override that if you think you think that's where that should go. I think I did that on one of the lists. I think somebody tried to veto Shredder. <laughs> Shredder's costume on Jordan. I still, I still owe you one for that. Yeah, remember that's why I brought it up, and I, uh, <clears throat> I overrode that. Week. So, those are the different columns that we will get to choose from. Now, the way we're going to choose, I hadn't thought about till just now. I think what we're going to do is, unless you guys have some better idea, I hate to just do rock paper scissors here. Um, First one closest to the bullseye. We could do like a uh, draw a paper rocket. <gasps> Cliff's coming in. What's Hold happening? on, Cliff. You may be a tiebreaker. <laughs> Clifford Barnes, live from Florida, has just popped into the chat. <laughs> What's going on? You peeing hey. outside? <laughs> I, what? <laughs> Asked if this was a different. This is the outdoor restroom. Yes, yes. Uh, right. Ooh, right there it is. That's, that's a nice. new one. That's a. That is a. That is a 2020 model. Wow. So yeah, I'm uh, currently at Epcot World Showcase, waiting on. Uh, we got about 45 minutes to Harmonious far, new fireworks show. Wow, sounds exciting. Are you guys still waiting on Jared? He's here. I'm here. Oh, there... Hey, what's up? Oh, there he is. <laughs> I couldn't see you. <laughs> yep. So, all right. Well, I just want to check in with you guys. I got to go. We're going to go find a table. Have fun. Enjoy. See ya. Bye. Enjoy. <laughs> that was exciting. I'm sure we'll have a full update on our next episode. All right. Ready, kids? Can we even time this up? Rock, paper, paper scissors. scissors, shoot. Oh, see. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, you're out. Oh, I'm out. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Try again. Rock. Paper, scissors, shit. Do it again. Scissors, this is terrible. I'm coming with this. I got you. Oh, you got me. I'm that taking... will be compelling audio oh, for the folks God. listening to, to the podcast. Yes. This whole first two hours is really oh. great, great stuff. This is, is going to be an epic saga. This is a th- <laughs> this is a trilogy. Um, yeah, I'm taking column A. I, I don't want column B. I don't want to do the first two. Yeah, but the, these are the, the yeah, those, those low picks. <laughs> let you get in those special movies. You know, yeah, nobody, yeah. everybody's too scared to veto. No, you know, this is where you really get something on the list that you're the only one that likes. But the override is a good option. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take that number two pick with column C. Sorry, Jared, your new guy on the block it gets the big part. Oh, no. Okay, so I'm B. Yeah, you are B. So you'll get the first two picks. Now, one other thing that comes into play here 
is whenever there is an opportunity to veto, like basically every time we'll quickly bring up, if someone picks, we go through this, the opposite order of that. Um, well, yeah, so basically I got to pick first, but I have to choose first whether I'm vetoing using a veto or not before I know whether someone else would. Make sense? For sure. So it would go Seth, Jordan, Jared in that respect. Okay. So let's just kick it off here with pick 17. Uh, yeah, I didn't want to go first. Tough. Okay. So this is drawn better. Yeah, I feel like uh, yeah, I've got some other picks that I definitely want higher in the list. So yeah, I'm kind of I mean 17, 17 seems way far down, but really you've only got six. So yeah, do, yeah, I know that's what I'm thinking. Go, I mean, there will be some overlap, but yeah, but yeah. don't kick yourself later. Yeah. Um, I think I would rather mine be on the list and low than not be on the list at all. Mm. Hoping to get them higher. That would be my okay. Point. I think I'll go with at 17. Maybe on someone else's list. I don't know. Let's go with 1995, directed by Sam Raimi, The Quick and the Dead. This is my town. I'm in charge of everything. I decide who lives or who dies. In a town called Redemption. Winner-take-all sudden-death contest is about to take place. I now declare the quick-draw competition open. But now, there's a new face in town. You're pretty. You're not. The kind of woman who knows that the fastest way to a man's heart is a Colt 45. Sign me up. Sure must want to die young, miss. And my name to list. Gentlemen, please remember, you must not draw. Until that clock makes the first chime of the hour. The quick and the dead. Are you prepared to go? All the way. It's the film that's mocking the critics dead. The year's wildest ride, Sharon Stone will blow you away. Some people deserve to die. Lots of action and lots of fun. You want to play poker with me, little lady? It's like you're having a pretty good time playing with yourself. Starring Sharon Stone, Oscar winner Jim. Modern. Very stylized. Yeah, so this one I uh, actually had not ever seen until a few months ago when we started talking about Westerns. And I wow. said, hey, this is one I want to see. And it was, it's bonkers. I mean, it, it's really <laughs> kind of crazy. So, um, again, you know, a great cast. Gene Hackman as the, as the, the heavy is great, you know, as the, as the villain in this. Uh, Russell Crowe, probably one of his first American movies, I would assume, um, is great. A very young Leonardo DiCaprio as the kid, you know, the, the, the prodigy gunslinger. Uh, and then some great, you know, 90s character actors, Keith David, Lance Henriksen's great, great cast. Um, but it's got Sharon Stone as like the, the heroes. All right. So I don't know how many of these we're going to have. Does the, the star hero gunslinger is a woman. There's not yeah. too many of those I feel like out there. 
So that's another point uh, point for this one. A rare you know, female led Western. But yeah, the plot is basically it's like a gunfighting tournament. Who doesn't like uh, who doesn't like a bracket? It's a bracket. <laughs> they make a big bracket on the wall in the oh, bar, yeah. and then they have to fight each other every day. And it's crazy. But yeah, it's like, you know, it was Sam Raimi at the top of his game. So it's crazy zooms and you know, close ups and yeah. Looking up and uh uh, camera shots through like bullet holes in people's chests you know very it's very stylized uh it's just crazy enough to be a heck of a lot of fun to watch so it really took the you know the the old-timey gunfighter western and man it was 90s music video era that's what it was man it, it worked i don't know i, I enjoy it. what what what's your guys' opinion on that yeah, I, I think i only saw it once and it was i it was before I knew who Sam Raimi was and what his deal was. So I'm sure I didn't appreciate his very stylish, you know, his camera. Work. Well, he has some very signature moves with, with the camera and kind of stuff. So yeah, I'm sure I didn't uh, appreciate it to its fullest, but I, yeah, I can definitely remember that it's not like your, your old school Western for sure. Yeah. I, I, I'm glad it's going to make the list. I, I rewatched it. Yeah, back I'd seen it a couple times years ago, but I rewatched it several months ago. I actually watched it through a bullet hole. I I made sure to get the full experience. <clears throat> but yeah, it's uh, I love I love a tourney. You know, let's let's do some matchups, get them out there in the street. You know, and it, and it's incredible cast. I it's fantastic. Fun. It's fun. It's not a. It's not a masterpiece, but it's definitely fun. Yeah, it's it's goofy and it's it's weird, but it's yeah, it's, it's a it's a heck of a good time. Just yeah. want some gunfight and action. Here at Kapow, we always have room for fun. Yeah. I think uh, you got us off to a good start. Come right back strong with the sixteenth okay. pick here. Nobody's gonna waste a veto on the seventeenth pick, obviously. So no. let's go sixteen. Let's go back to very, how about we go back in time to a kind of more straight line, a classic Western, 1962, John Ford, the man who shot Liberty Vance. Lee Martin's terrorizing a small Western town. Liberty Vance, the toughest man south of the picket wire. Next to me. But John Wayne and Jimmy Stewart are determined to bring him to justice. What kind of man are you? This kind, dude. You better start packing a handgun. I don't want to kill him. I want to put him in jail. Out here, a man settles his own problems. Pilgrim! I hate tricks, Pilgrim! That's what you're up against with Valance. He's almost as fast as I am. I don't like tricks myself, so that makes us even. Either you get out of town, or tonight you'll be out in that street alone. John Ford's Western classic, The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. So, yeah, so this is based on a 1953 short story, which I, for some reason I feel like 
we read it in school like it was like in a textbook or something that we read in school so i remember like i, I like I i'm sure we had the same textbooks when you went through school as i did so yes. i i have a memory of that too okay so i remember like it was a cool it's a neat story and so i think maybe we watched the movie after we read it in class right and i was like oh that was pretty cool like you know i had not probably in the 90s been exposed to old you know 40s 50s 60s westerns so that was kind of probably a early uh, exposure to that but i've watched it since and I, I watched it a few months ago uh, you know as so i was kind of thinking about westerns when we started talking about them and it held up i, I liked it so this is john wayne playing the same character john wayne always plays you know he's, he's the, the the stalwart uh, gunfighter and it's jimmy stewart is kind of the other lead and uh lee marvin is liberty, liberty Valance, yeah. bad guy yeah so it's about the man who shot the rebounds. But I, I like it for a couple of different reasons. So it's, you know, you got Jimmy Stewart as kind of the hero is he's like an intellectual. He comes out West to this town and he wants to like, he wants to, he, he's like a lawyer and he wants to like help them. Like he's helping a girl learn to read and stuff. So he's not a gun. Yeah. He's not a gunfighter. He kind of gets thrust into this situation where you have him playing opposite John Wayne, who's the rough and tumble, you know, gunfighter kind of character. So it's, it's an interesting kind of play off their different characters. And, you know, the idea of the movie is you end up kind of seeing the titular event when Liberty Valance gets shot. You kind of see it from different perspectives, right? So you have what Jimmy Stork thinks happened and you have what John Wayne thinks happened and you kind of, it kind of shows. So for me, for, for 1962, it was kind of an innovative way to kind of show, show the different perspectives of, of the gunfight, which you didn't see uh, in, in those movies back then. But um, yeah, man, it's just a, it's a solid, straightforward, you know, John Wayne Western. And I, I've, I've always enjoyed it and I watched it recently and I, I liked it then. Well, I, uh, yeah, I, I'm really glad this is on the list. It's not, not one I necessarily wanted to use a pick for, so I'm super glad you did, but I, I, I really like this movie and I love, I love Jimmy Stewart. So, and them playing off each other. They're like the, they're like, uh, him and John Wayne, I almost think like they don't exist in the same world to me. Like they're, they're supposed to be in different movies. So having them in the same movie is really special. And cause, cause Jimmy Stewart's always the, you know, he's Mr. Smith, you know, in a Western, you know, it's, it's, you know, that combination. So I really enjoyed this. I had not seen it since I was a kid when, you know, on Saturday afternoon eating peanuts and you know stuck at home watching these westerns and i so i forgot how it went down you know what exactly happened so when i and i which is so uh that seems so modern of a of a twist you know i agree yeah. it's such an old old movie so yeah I, I really love that and i love you know I thought everybody was great in it. Lee Marvin is just like the perennial bad guy. He's great uh, in this, and um, it's it's a classic. I thrilled. It's on the list. I love it. So not vetoing that. You Probably think, not Jerry? the last John Ford movie we'll see on the list. Oh, I I, I, I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what do you think, all, Jordan? All about that. It's it's been ages since I've seen it, but yeah, it always has a you know I always have the memory of it for sure. Oh, well, sounds like he's in. So that's the West. Uh, the legend, you know, becomes the story. Print the legend, right? 
Let's do it. Um, so it's you, you, Jordan. All right. So I think I'm going to use the same kind of strategy and sneak the a more modern, maybe not consensus pick through here at the bottom of my list. A chance to try slip one in here on us. Yeah, this this would not. I didn't realize we were doing this many, so this one was not at the top of my list. Mm. Even though I think I named it my number one movie of the year a couple of years ago, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Mm. People are so easily distracted. So I'm the distractor with a little story. People can't get enough of them. Because, well, they connect the stories to themselves, I suppose. And we all love hearing about ourselves. So long as the people in the stories are us. But not us. This will tell the tale. Buster Scruggs. You're shooting iron work. Appears to do, yes. Do you have anything to say before a sentence is carried out? Sentence? What's my sentence? <laughs> brothers my who are my favorite directors uh did a strange little anthology movie for netflix and the rumor was it was kind of maybe meant to be a series and then they just kind of pieced it together in the film but they, they kind of denied that but yeah it's just six short little episodes and each one is completely different from the last it starts with a musical singing cowboy uh there's a kind of a bleak uh you know uh wagon train story there's a silly bank robbery story there's so it's it it there's like almost a horror story at the end so it, there's some crazy amount of whiplash back and forth for what's going on but it's basically just the the cohen's doing their take on any every <laughs> any and every genre of western uh, the cast was terrific, and I'm sure we've talked about this many times uh, 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 when it first came out. But yeah, I, I was going to try to uh, stick that one here at the bottom. I said maybe not everyone's cup of tea, but I've watched it a couple times since it's come out, and I I still think about it quite a lot. Well, I I'm surprised that this is this low for you. Like I rewatched it a couple weeks ago. Um, I really, I enjoyed it even more this time because, you know, the first time I wasn't sure what to expect. Yeah, the first time you don't know what you're in for. Yeah. So if you can just sit back and let it happen, maybe. I still love, my favorite one is the wagon train one with whatever her name is. I can't think of it. But uh, I, I just, I love, I love that one. That's so good. Um, that's the, uh, I've, I've actually suggested that to a couple of different people. I was like, just go watch this one 
And if you like that, move on. You know, the, the rest of it's good. I love the, you know, stagecoach type finale. And then the, um, it's almost all good. I can't think of a bad I, – I, I honestly can't think of many of them One in there. Of course, there's the Tim Blake Nelson beginning, which is great. Serial killer, happy guy. <laughs> Tom Tom Waits is a miner. Oh yeah, uh, digging out looking for Mister Pocket. And uh, there's Liam the Neeson one's a little weird. Yeah, the uh, sideshow. Oh, uh, yeah, guy yeah, recites poetry. Yeah, the chicken. Yeah, and the uh, one with um, James Franco. First time. Which as it became a meme. In- oh yeah, heavily memed. I lo- I love <laughs> this. Yeah. I had it on my list. I, yeah, I wasn't sure if it was in my top, you know, five or six, but I had a feeling it would be in Jordan, so I wasn't too worried about trying to get it on there. But um, yeah, I agree. I, I had a note here that yeah, my my favorites that were the, the Buster Scruggs story with Tim Blake Nelson and it's called the Girl Who Got Rattled. Oh yeah, that's I love that. I like magic, that guy. Magic train adventure. But I, I was thinking as I. Because a lot of these old old movies, I would be kind of looking up, you know, just on Wikipedia to, to try to learn. And it's like so many of them were like, oh, this was based on a short story. It's like, I don't know, for some reason, it feels like the Western genre, like you could just come up with a great short story in, in a Western setting. And that's to me what this is. It's a collection of little short stories uh, in Western form. And yeah, it just works. It's it's, it's awesome. Yeah, I, I I think my only regret is I think it could could have been a little higher, but I'm not going to use a veto on that. I think I'm glad it. Glad it made the list. So you got to come right back with number 14 here. Uh, Goodreads is showing the girl who got rattled as a short story written by Joel and Ethan Cohen. Yeah. So I don't know if it's maybe part of that. They, they did a. Oh, I love the way, too, that they had. I love the way they set up each of them. Like on that one, they show the guy you know, the badass, quiet gun guy, you know, walking up over the hill and you see the, the you know, the uh, his partner coming up. And he's like, he wasn't sure what he was going to tell Mr. So-and-so, you know, and I was like, that setup is so great. And then bring it back at the end to explain what you've seen. Those are all good. And the actress you're thinking of is Zoe Kazan. Yeah. Yes. All right. So my, I get this, another pick. Uh, number 14 i'll do the same thing i'll go with more of a traditional one um just looking at this list there's a lot of really great movies there's a bunch that were in top 10 lists and all kind of stuff i'm gonna go one i've probably seen maybe the most just you know a rainy saturday afternoon or whatever be on tv and Howard Hawks movie from 1959, Rio Bravo. Yes, there'll never be another like Rio Bravo with its thundering story of raw courage against overwhelming odds and its once-in-a-lifetime combination of today's hottest star names. You've seen nothing like them together, and here at Rio Bravo, nothing can tear them apart. Not even a fancy do I get. Maybe you're right, Stumpy. Huh? You're a treasure. Well, <laughs> I don't know what I'd do without you. <laughs> Tired, aren't you, John T? I can fix you a nice hot bath. All I want is a drink. Then, uh, this is all I can do for you? 
told him you were one of the best. I'll tell you what I'm a lot better at, Mr. Wheeler. That's mine and my own business. No offense, Sheriff. Where are you going? Get your hands off. I said, where are you going? You got no use for a man you can't depend on. One bad night and I'm done for. Better go easy on that stuff. That makes three you have. Yep. You'd be lying because that's what I am. A, a soft-headed idiot. There isn't any other explanation for staying around here and inviting myself into this. Another John Wayne picture. This one has been remade multiple times, including by Howard Hawks. He made the same movie over again. It was El Dorado? Was that? Yeah, he yeah, basically yeah, they used the same yeah. plot. <laughs> but the original is the best. This is John Wayne, Dean Martin, Ricky Nelson, and Angie Dickinson. So he, uh, there's a Texas sheriff and the brother of a powerful local rancher does something he shouldn't have and he has to go to jail so and the rancher's like i'm rich and powerful let my brother out of jail he's like no we got to follow the law he's like all right well then that's your funeral pal so they're gonna be uh bad you know if if uh if they don't cooperate with the what you know the you know with money you get your way you know as, as it was in the old west as it is today justice can be bought but not in john wayne's small texas town so uh, they're waiting on the U.S. Marshal to come and take this guy away, and the, this guy's brother is going to send bandits and whoever to, to break him out before that can happen. So it's that assault on Precinct 13 kind of idea. They have to barricade themselves in, and you know danger could come at any moment from any angle. Uh, you know John Wayne's the same stalwart kind of hero. Dean Martin is the town drunk who used to be somebody, <laughs> but he's he's completely you know, throwing his life down the bottle at the moment. So he has to kind of sober up and become a man again. Ricky Nelson was the teen heartthrob. I'm sure got the, got the ladies in the seats to buy, to buy their tickets. So he's kind of the young, the young kid of it. And it's just fun Western, you know, that classic, you know, gunfights over the balconies and, you know, guys, you know, jumping off horses and dynamite and all kind of fun stuff. So I just, I enjoy that one quite a lot. It's a, a very simple story that's been told and retold many, many ways, many genres since, but uh, I, uh, there's something special about Rio Bravo. I love it. Definitely was also on my list. Um, yeah, I agree. It's that, you know, so good. They just kept remaking the same movie. Yeah. They, they did it again uh, a couple different times. Um, but yeah, this was kind of, kind of the original, uh, the, I, I, I just uh, some credit for El Dorado, which was the one they made in 1966. And that was uh, Robert Mitchum played kind of the drunk character. Yeah, he's good too. Yeah. And a very young James Kahn played the young cocky uh, gunfighter. And uh, so that's, you know, it was, it was good. I, I rewatched that one recently too. It's good, but yeah, I, I, would, I would still also go with the, the original. <laughs> That's what, another fun Jordan? thing about watching these movies is how many actors got their starts in westerns, and you'll see you'll see weird faces like, "Whoa, who is that? That guy?" Well, and there's all so there, you know. And again, it's like it's such. I feel like you've seen those types of characters in, in westerns for so long after that too, right? Of course, the John Wayne character, but all oh, the 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 drunk who's trying to redeem himself, you know, the young cocky gunfighter, and then the crazy old man. There's always an old coot 
you know, with a rifle, like, oh, I got away. Now, in in the original Jordan, it's Walter Brennan, right. which which one of those times we were watching it came the classic Jerry Lowe quote. Is that Walter Brennan? Well, he runs like Walter Brennan, which was just a random. I don't know why I still remember that quote. He but we all know like, how Walter Brennan runs. Like, right. Man, so, was it's so distinctive. distinctive. Yeah. Um, in El Dorado, the crazy old coot is played by the guy from your favorite episode of Twilight Zone, the one, the old guy and the, and the dog. Uh, if I don't remember the name of it. Oh, but, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, he's the old guy in El Dorado. I'm in the oh, movie. okay. But uh, but yeah, I, this one was definitely on my list. I wanted it. I wanted it on the on the top seventeen. Uh, Rio Bravo. I love it. Wait. I'm the crazy old coot here that doesn't like Rio Bravo. Like it's universally lauded. Like everybody loves Rio Bravo. I I I watched it a couple years ago. Again, you know, and I'm just like I don't I get it, but I don't get it. Like it's just like hang out movie i like i get the appeal of these guys it's of course it's always known as the it's the answer to high noon like they hate that you know he went around begging the town for help and they don't need any help in this movie john wayne doesn't need any help except he gets knocked out like 57 times and needs every bit of help that he keeps saying he doesn't need and it's it's I get it. I love my rifle, my pony, and me, and all that. But it's just like I don't, I, I don't love the movie. But you they, know, they definitely stop the action. So both Ricky Martin and or uh, both uh, Ricky Nelson and Ricky, Ricky Martin sing songs. <laughs> they have to sing songs in the middle of all the action too, right. because that's what they do. <laughs> Living La Vida Bravo. There you go. Yeah, I. Uh, it's it's not in the top 10 so i'm perfectly content leaving it on here i i know that i am the outlier on rebo brother so that like i said like there's things below it on my list that won oscars and are all-time classics but i'd never rewatch them so right, you know, i right. will oh, this is rio bravo so perfectly it's my, it's my popcorn yeah. fun saturday afternoon flick yeah i i totally see that i it's not unenjoyable i just felt like it you know not one of my faves. I am you. You guys did the hard part, and I am still struggling here to figure out what my what to put the thirteenth slot. Oh, only get five picks, and I have five that I definitely want on here. But I feel like a couple of them you guys are gonna do surely. So I'm gonna try out of the other. 40 movies on this list. Try to pick one to slip in here. It's probably like three or four. I'm narrowed down to. I don't know. Just because I'm going to go with 2003 Kevin Costner, Robert Duvall, Open Range. Beautiful country. Man can get lost out here. Forget there's people and things that ain't so simple as this. I always hoped somebody gentle and caring might come along. I'm not who you think I am, Sue. You know, folks around these parts don't take the free grazers. Always been country plenty for man and beast. Times change, Mr. Spearman. You reckon them cows worth getting killed over? The cows is one thing. 
But one man telling another man where he can go in this country something else. I got no problem with killing boss. Never have. Whole town knows there's a fight coming. They just hope it don't spill over to them. The man's got a right to protect his property and his life. And we ain't letting no rancher or his lawman take either. Men are going to get killed here today soon. And I'm going to kill them. You should have run when you had the chance, Spearman. You're the one killed our friend. That's right. Uh, directed by Kevin Costner, former gunslinger is forced to take up arms again when he and his cattle crew are threatened by a corrupt lawman. It's got oh Annette Benning plays the like doctor's sister or something, and uh, it's just a like they're they're just trying to move some cattle and th- and they get caught up in the you know the bad guys are causing a ruckus and it's got a great gunfight at the end like it's it's known for this not you know build up to the face off at the end and uh which is you know really well done and kind of i don't know it's just one of the better movie gunfights but i don't i don't love the movie i'm not like over the top about it it, do, it doesn't have to be here but i as of what I have at this level, that's probably my favorite. Where does this fall on the young Kevin Costner, old Kevin Costner divide? Is he still young at this point? Or this is, is right in the-, in the middle there. Wow. <laughs> that's yeah, this is touch and go. I guess I'd I'd put him old Kevin Costner in this. I have not seen this one, so I can't. Really? Uh, I really? Can't Robert yeah. Duvall? You guys yeah. didn't? Say there, there's only one movie about Robert Duvall driving cattle that I watched, and it's called <laughs> Lonesome Dove. So I, I not also have not seen this. Not a movie. I've never heard of that movie. <laughs> Seth's going to make Cliff bleep that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I don't know what else. How I, You should watch it. I think you should watch it. I think you'd like It is definitely a, you know, nice relaxing cowboy to watch you're just you're gonna love these guys you're gonna you know robert duvall is full robert duvall it's it's very enjoyable um and, and since i get from it as a you know it's not it's not one of those moderns that we need to deconstruct the western it's like no it is exactly what you think stuff. it is yeah. he, kevin coster's falling for the the annette benning and there's you know some they, the bad guys just wouldn't leave leave them alone. If they just left us alone, we wouldn't have to do this. So it's good. It's good. All right. I made it through a uh, pick. So that takes us to number 12, Jared. I feel like I've got a few that need to go higher on the list, or I'm confident someone will help me get them higher on the list. So. 12 yeah that's a weird spot here let me let me think what i want to put in here yeah just um, be careful because you throw something in here that yeah. should be higher then you're just screwing yourself if it's something we you feel like we're gonna put you know 
about? It really like I'm extremely stressed. <laughs> <laughs> like I, we've I, barely cracked into this, and it's already. I know. Like, squeeze, I know. We're not, you feel we're not even in the top ten, and I'm just super stressed about where things are going to go. All right, I'm gonna throw. <laughs> Got two. I'm not sure which. Okay, I want to. I'll try. Because this. you guys have named some really good stuff here. I mean, I, like, there's some good stuff in this bottom half of the list. I'm gonna throw a pretty recent one that I watched and really loved. 2017, directed by Scott Cooper, called Hostiles. Don't know how you've done all these years, seeing all the. Things you've seen doing, all the things you've done, makes you feel inhuman after a while. Captain, you do know Chief Yellowhawk. The Army wants to be certain that the Chief gets home to Montana safely without incident. I don't have any idea what he's done. He's a butcher. And the two of you ought to get along just fine. I've killed savages because that's my job. You have no idea what war does to a man. I hate him. I got a war bag of reasons to hate him. This will be done, and it will be done by you. Parade's over. Put him in chains. You believe in the Lord, Joseph? Yes, I do. He's been blind to what's going on out here for a long time. If I did not have faith, what would I have? Christian Bale and um, one of my favorite like character actors of all time, Wes Studi, who you may know from Last of the Mohicans and a bunch of movies. He's a Native American actor. And uh, it's, you know, so Christian Bale kind of plays a, a frontier, you know, U.S. soldier who's getting ready to retire, you know, he's ready to turn in his badge one day from retirement or whatever. But uh, he gets tasked with having to escort West Studi, who's kind of a dying, you know, uh, Indian chief and his family, like up to Montana, back to their ancestral homeland or whatever. And Christian Bale hates Native America. He's extremely racist. They've, he's watched all of his buddies get killed over the year. So he, he hates this idea. So it's a great, you know, kind of hook to kind of to see, you know, he, he has this duty, but he hates this guy and over. And then, of course, through the movie, they get into all kind of scrapes and shenanigans. They 
come to a greater understanding of each other, you know, that kind of stuff. But, I, you know, I was, the cast, I didn't even remember half these people were in it, but Jesse Plemons, Timothy Chalamet, Ben Foster, who's like one well, of my favorite just rando actors, uh, Jonathan Majors, who's kind of breaking out pretty big, you know, nowadays, Stephen Lang. But yeah, what to me, it's, you know, West Studio, kind of a, a lot of focus on him and I just I love him as an actor and I love that you know that so many of these old westerns obviously the portrayal of Native Americans was very problematic and you know all kind of issues with that so you know, I love that he he gets a very kind of studied a picture where he can kind of uh play a very uh you know he has some depth to that character and stuff so um yeah I thought it was great Hostile. I mean, there's there's definitely been an evolution from you know, the 1950s and 60s portrayal where they were just the bad guys who rode in and, and you know, massacred people to, you know, the, some of the 80s and 90s where, you know, like Dances with Wolves, like they were, they, they showed their nobility, but still they weren't really characters. Like it's really been pretty recent that movies have really tried to uh, portray the natives as actual three-dimensional characters so that's a definitely great example i remember you recommended that movie to me it wasn't on my radar but it, it's very long and slow it's not an action-packed you know gunslinging kind of movie but yeah it's, it's it was it was an excellent movie i have not caught up with this because i remember well i remember a lot i mean it, it got decent reviews but i remember people were like it's like misery porn like it's just like <laughs> it's a miserable movie they like very early on shoot a baby like it's like it's just like let's kill kids and babies and just did go there and so i was like i don't know about that i you know There's but a uh, lot of yeah most of the characters end up dead by the end i would say but i think it ends on a hopeful and yeah there's some some hope uh mixed in there so i i well, I'm unlikely to veto a movie I haven't seen, so um, let that go. And he, Jordan seemed to like it, so I think at number twelve we have Hostiles. So I have to catch up with that. So Jordan, you have number of eleven. First, four of our first six were from the '90s or more, or more modern. When you think of westerns, you think of you know the classic, old school movies. So. I don't know if that means the better ones are at the top of the list or if we are more skewed toward the modern take. I think think it's a little of both. I think our just modern sensibilities. A lot of this, having watched a lot of these older ones in the last year, it's like we put up with a lot. Now we expect (laughs) expect a little more, you know, a little more depth to what we're watching. So. All right, so for my number 11, this was the one I really, really like this movie. I don't know what anyone else would think of it. It's one of those movies I don't know that I could recommend to people, but I was going to try to squeeze it in at the very bottom of the list. But now that I know we have a few more to play with, I'm going to just outside the top 10. I'll see if I can get it in or if anyone even, even knows this movie. Uh, from 1995, Dead Man. Last night, my youngest son, Charlie, was gunned down in cold blood. The gutless murderer, one Mr. Bill Blake, also stole a very spirited and valuable horse. I want him brought here to me. Alive or dead don't matter, though I reckon dead would be easier. 
Johnny Depp, Gabriel Byrne, Robert Mitchum, him dead man. The hunt is on. He came west to find a new future. How do you do, sir? I'm Bill Blake, your new accountant. <laughs> what he found instead... Charlie. ...was trouble. Don't! Now there's a reward on his head. You are a poet and a painter. And now you are a killer. And a band of bounty hunters on his trail. I don't give a shit who saw what and who did what or who did who. Good God, I'm hit! That weapon will replace your tongue. And your poetry will now be written with blood. Sir, would it be presumptuous of me to ask you if we were autographed? <gasps> it's not a bad illustration of you, William Blake. Johnny Depp gives a riveting performance, says the L.A. Times. You William Blake? Yes, I am. Do you know my poetry? Dead man. Oh, yeah. That's Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp. Johnny Depp. Yeah, so I, I watched this in college and remember it being really striking. And this is, I think, mm, I only rewatched, when we talked about this, I rewatched a couple of movies. I didn't do as many as you guys, but this was one I did. I, it was on HBO Max. Yeah, last it's on life. HBO right now. Okay. Yeah. So I, I just rewatched it recently and it, I I don't know if it, it was as great as I remember it being in college where it kind of blew my mind, but I still thought it was a really strong movie. Uh, written and directed by Jim Jarmish, who is kind of the indie auteur, you know, film festival guy. Did Stranger Than Paradise, Down by Law. Uh, his most recent one was The Dead Don't Die, that zombie movie with Bill Murray. My favorite, of course, Ghost Dog, Way of the Samurai. Uh, so the cast, it, it's all shot in black and white. And Johnny Depp is the main star, but it's got just short little vignettes with Crispin Glover, Billy Bob Thornton, Iggy Pop, Gabriel Byrne, John Hurt, and Robert Mitchum. It's one of his last film roles. Um, so it's, you want to call it postmodern or like revisionist or something like looking back at the Westerns. Jarmusch called it a psychedelic Western. Uh, it throws in a few surreal elements. But the, the, the plot's pretty simple. It's uh, Johnny Depp is an accountant from Cleveland who is not cut out for the, for the wild West. So he goes West for a job that he was promised and it doesn't work out. So but that, he, but that ride out West is awesome. <laughs> like it gets on this train <laughs> and it goes and goes, it's one of those, you're at the end of the line, but I mean, he's like right, falls asleep right. and wakes up and there's totally different people on the train you know and they all look way rougher than the first time he was there you know it's interesting so he is he john john depp's character is named william blake and a lot of it there's illusion the poet william blake there's a lot of quotes that i wasn't smart enough to get that kind of like uh, some are born to sweet delight, some are born to endless night, that whole thing. So there's there's quotes from the poetry and there's all kind of strange uh, allusions to these these poems throughout the whole thing. But he, he, I said it went over my head. But so anyway, he ends up murdering a guy accidentally and has to go on the run. And he's a, now he's a wanted outlaw, which he is not. He's a foppish <laughs> accountant. And he ends up getting shot in the chest. And when he wakes up, there's this Native American guy there, played by Gary Farmer, um, who is having a great uh, recent comeback. He, another very just a character actor who's been in a ton of stuff. He was in that Resident Alien show I talked about as, yeah. as the grandpa. He was in First Cow. 
Uh, and he was just in my favorite show of the year, Reservation Dogs. He's Uncle Brownie, the guy who was selling the weed from his jar of weed from the 90s and trying to sell it. So anyway, he, so this guy, he, he can't remove the bullet. It's too close to his heart. And he's like, there's nothing I can do for you. You're going to die, basically. So then it becomes this, this Native American guy kind of guiding him and giving him like a vision quest and trying to prepare him for death. And it just gets, it gets stranger the further it goes on and then adds a few surreal moments, a few comedic moments, but it's just, it's just strange. But the, the, the interaction between those two is great. Uh, Gary Farmer is a terrific role. And again, another very, there's no stereotypes. He's not, he's a native American. Like I'd never seen before in a movie where he, he's not the wise medicine man or the, or the friendly sidekick or the comedic, you know, he, he's a completely three-dimensional character and there's nuance between, you know, the, the tribe he is from and, you know, he kind of butts heads with people from other tribes because they, uh, strangely, they have different traditions and beliefs. So I, it's, it's, it's an odd, strange movie, but I really love it. And I love the soundtrack. It's done by Neil Young who basically just sat and watched the footage with a guitar and improvised. I remember that being a thing, like yeah, that yeah, soundtrack. Just, with it. Yeah. Just all these licks where it just would be like, no, 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 no. It would just come out of nowhere. And just he would just be noodling on the guitar and then add like, dun, 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 dun. he would add like weird dramatic. So the, the music is, is again, like nothing I'd heard in a movie. So uh, the girl, for, I, there was a girl in that. I remember being really pretty and I, I don't remember seeing her in anything else. So I couldn't tell you her name, but like the girl in the early in the movie, I don't even know if she's in the whole movie, but anyway, besides that, I've seen, I've seen it a while back and it, you know, I liked it fine again. Like I don't, I didn't see it back. I remember hearing about it back in the day and I saw it a year or so ago. And I liked it fine. I'm not going to veto it or anything. I, I don't Definitely. want to know poetry in my westerns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I have not seen this, um, but yeah, I want to seem like I'm a cool intellectual who watches cool movies like that, so I'm not going to veto it either. Yeah. All right, so Dead Man at number 11. Well, it's top 10 time, guys. Everybody's played nice so far. I really... What we're going to do here is have we're everybody's going to try to push this so far. Get you now we're in this groove of like what special thing can I get in here? And then you're never going to get your favorites in here. So it's going to be just a dog fight here at the end. But I'm going to try to push. I've, I've one done more. the math where I think I got mine. I think I got okay these three, and I know someone else will pick this one. So I, yeah, quick little so uh, back of the checkbook so math. I know I someone I also picked this. I know someone else picked that. So just keep that in mind. We're all thinking that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So to, to prove that point, I'm going to go ahead and try to slip one more in here that I like. And it is I the directed by, I don't know how to say his name, Jacques Audaire. Let's say his name is um, from 2018. Another new, newer one called The Sisters Brothers. We're the Sisters Brothers. We're good at what we do. Hey! This is The Sisters Brothers! You don't stand a chance! Charlie? Huh? We've had a good long run. We need to get out. We can open the store together. 
store? This is nonsense. Ah! You walk out the front door and finish the job. All right. You're not gonna like what comes next. Hope you're safe. No, never. S-I-S-T-E-R-S. Like sisters. I'm looking for a man named Warren. He stole something from our employer. We have enough money to stop for good. Stop what? <laughs> Killing people. <laughs> yeah, right. It's have either of you seen this? I think I, I watched not. like five minutes at your house waiting on oh yeah, yeah, to you start did. the podcast. You I, did. Did. There, I do remember you coming, it was like a big fire at the beginning of it. But um Yes, John C. Riley, Joaquin Phoenix, Riz Ahmed, Jake Gyllenhaal. Just a, a great, great cast. Rucker Hauer as the Commodore. Um, but they are hired by the Commodore. They're assassins. Joaquin Phoenix and John C. Riley, they are their last name's sisters and their brothers. Uh, just that's just hilarious right there but anyway um they're hired to go capture this chemist who is an uh, aspiring gold prospector and meanwhile someone else is after the guy and it's uh the biggest thing first off it's a beautiful movie like it's gorgeous uh, and it's definitely just it's not what you expect i think it i think the reason it wasn't a a, a hit was because anything with John C. Riley first off, and then when you put Joaquin Phoenix with him, you're expecting funny. And there, I'm going to say there isn't funny, but it's not a comedy. They they play it fairly straight, and it's super. It's like a sad movie, and just like them dealing with stuff. And there's there's just dark comedy to it because of what's going on but um i just i really i just wanted it to last longer i just like liked watching this movie so i've i've seen it three or four times i think it's a very enjoyable beautiful modern western you know which i tend to gravitate towards and i i i like both of those guys all four of the main guys i thought did a great job i definitely recommend the sisters brothers it's been on hulu for a couple of years now i assume it still is so definitely check it out and or veto it you could also do that I, it crossed my mind because I, I i feel like we're skewing too modern on this i feel like we're gonna we're gonna leave off a lot of classics but yeah, I saw. I mean, I, I have not seen it. I, I saw it pop up on some lists of you know some of the best recent you know westerns and things like that. So I, yeah, I only have one Vita, so I, I don't. I don't feel comfortable. Oh, it's tough. So you doing it or not, Jordan? Nah, no, nah, I'm okay with it. All right, Sisters Brothers at number ten. So that takes us to Jared with pick number nine. He's only got three picks left. This is one of his three in the top ten. We, uh, I had four. Um, so now we're each down to three picks here. So 
gonna go with I got a couple. Okay, I'm gonna go with one that I think may be in danger of getting vetoed. Oh, because it might not be westerny enough. Oh, we will. So, uh, let's just put this out there. We, if there is something on the line here, the other two will make the decision. I know I, that always skews against my favor, but but uh, return to Lonesome Duck. <laughs> <laughs> you never said anything about this sequel. Right, we'll see here. We'll see. I knew something. I read the fine print. Yeah, I was laughing at that. Someone will throw a complication in here. So let's okay. Hear it. So this is from 2015. It takes place in the West on the frontier, based on a true story from 1823. The Revenant. <laughs> the Revenant, directed by Alejandro Inaritu. So this is uh, Leo. Leo won the Oscar for this one for rolling around on the ground and grunting a lot. Um, I really like this movie. I really like this movie. Yeah, to me, it's it's got some Western flavor to it. You know, certainly from the same. Well, time I'll, I'll just come out and say right now, I would totally say it's a Western. Yeah, so that that would be my vote. I would. Do they wear hats? They do wear hats. Also. They ride horses. They ride horses. Yeah. Ride horses. There are Native, Native Americans. Americans. There's yeah. lots. It, it checks all the boxes. I wouldn't worry about that part. So it's, uh, you know, it's definitely, it's kind of a survival tale, right? Of, of, of Leo in, in the frontier. Um, I mean, he's eating raw fish. Like and this. it's, and it's, you know, uh, uh, the director, you know, does these, you know, track, you know, action sequences with like little like single shots. Like right up in your face. Actions. Yeah. Yeah. The camera moves. Are so really, it's interesting to watch. It's fun to watch. Um, oh, yeah. That whole, so, I remember that whole uh, fight scene, you know, they're shooting the arrows and everything. And it's just uh, like amazing. That's, that's, that's like right at the beginning. It's, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, so it's like, it, it, you know, true life. Uh, expedition that kind of went out west to get furs and stuff so it had Jedediah Smith and all these very famous you know mountain men of, 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 the, of the early frontier early west man that is um, your jam you love stories about old thing old expeditions that go wrong old cold things that is Any, my jam, anything yeah. icy cold <laughs> I agree. Then I like that's uh, uh, Donald Gleason is that Brendan Gleason? Donald Gleason, yeah. And, uh, so Leon, Tom Hardy, Tom Oscar. Hardy doing one of eight thousand different voices. Yeah, so, I'll yeah. say Leo won the Oscar, even though he probably didn't deserve it for this movie. Tom Hardy deserved the Oscar for this movie and didn't win it. He is amazing as kind of the villain. So it's like you know, the idea is you know Leo gets hurt and you know Tom Hardy takes the money from the expedition leader to stay behind with him until he dies. Basically. But, you know, he's a shrewd guy. He realizes I'm worth it. I just, you know, I can kill the guy and leave and, and get out of there. So, you know, he hatches a plot to, to get out of there. And, of course, it's about Leo getting his revenge in the end. So, I, you know, Tom Hardy's a great heavy in, in this one. Um, Will Poulter is the, the other kind of main mm. uh, main guy uh, on the adventure. He's a new but, flavor. You know, I, 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 love, I love Tom Hardy's one yeah. of my favorite guys going currently but uh yeah i i, I love the movie like i said as, as long as we agree it's a western i, I, yeah, I think it yeah. deserves to be on here i i would say it's a western i 
I honestly didn't even include this on my list because I know your brother does not like it. And I, 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 I do. I, I, I like the I, That's now. why I wondered what your, I couldn't remember what your opinion yeah. is. I, I how, do like How it. much you like it. Uh, I, I think I, I gave it, I just checked my rating there. I gave it four out of five. I, uh, I really did. I really, the aesthetic was, I was right there with you. I love the cold and the, I liked it. The, frontiersman aspect to it instead of so much just traditional cowboy it was like you know i like that stuff i love the cast and i like that director and it's just like it's my jam um there's some things that are a little dead in it like i could see the criticisms people have with it but i i really dug the movie i don't do not have a problem with it being on here i'm glad you put it on here uh, we'll see if it gets by yeah uh, yukon cornelius over there <laughs> Silver. <laughs> uh, I yeah, this movie just did nothing for me. Um, I think I saw it after all the hype, after he'd already won the award, and after I knew oh he fights a bear and all that. Like I knew all the stuff about it, so I was like, oh this. And I think it may have been even hyped too much when I first went in to watch it. So I yeah I I didn't his performance didn't wow me. The visuals certainly did. Like nothing to complain about. Well, you said the, the action scenes. Uh, the I doesn't he fall down a, like a waterfall or something? There's some crazy one long take and all, yeah. So like uh, he's riding a horse like off a cliff, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right. You know, on a, a big like tracking shot across the a field. Yeah, I agree. I I think if you go into it thinking like, oh, this is what Leo won an Oscar for. Yeah, it su- it suffers because you're yeah. like, what this? And it kind of like. It almost diminishes the movie, but like, it's the other. It's all the other pieces surrounding it. Yeah, there's just everything else is so strong, it elevates. Yeah, what I, I love a good revenge tale. Uh, yeah, all the pieces should have worked, but something about it. And again, maybe I just need to rewatch it. Maybe it was an off day for me. So, since the two of you kind of really like it, I I don't think I'll use my veto and let let that one fly by. Well, don't be using them on my picks. <laughs> all right so that takes us to pick eight which is yours jordan all right so this was number three on my list i don't know how high it would be for any of you guys so i'm gonna go ahead and get back to a classic the magnificent seven Right on. Somehow I don't think you solved my problem. Solving your problems isn't in our line. We deal in lead, friend. So do I. We're in the same business, huh? Only as competitors. Get up and face me! Do you get up? Look what I found. That's where they were. You hid them. Yeah, sure, they hid them. But she won't tell me where. They're afraid. She's afraid of me, you, him, all of us. Farmers. Their families told them we'd rape them.
Director John Sturges, who made The Great Escape and Ice Station Zebra, and has a, a, another great kind of uh, all-star murders row cast, Yul Brenner, Eli Wallach, Steve McQueen, Charles Bronson, Robert Vaughn, James Coburn, and others. Um, so this is a, basically a remake of The Seven Samurai, which might be my favorite movie of all time. So Akira Kurosawa was very influenced by american westerns he liked what he saw from hollywood and made a samurai movie that you know em embodied a western and then this movie comes out and influenced a bunch of western directors so they took the story uh it's a group of gunfighters who are all loners and their own you know they ride alone and they, they get hired to come together to protect this small little village in Mexico that keeps getting raided by bandits. And they're just poor farmers. They don't really have much to pay them with. So they can't hire you know, the best of the best. They have to, you know, these, these guys are kind of the, the washouts and the scrubs and the people, they don't get along with anybody or that kind of deal. So again, just a classic Western spawn three sequels. And a, apparently a TV series from 1998 to 2000, which was fairly recent. I don't remember there being a TV series, but it lasted three years. And, of course, was remade in 2016 and has one of the most iconic Western theme songs of all time, composed by Elmer Bernstein. Which has been used in commercials and a million – any, you know – something that spoofs cowboys or whatever will use that song and you instantly have that that feeling of that you know that classic 1960s uh colorful western full of daring do and guns and horses and all kind of fun stuff i not a magnificent seven guy um but yeah i'm curious to hear what you say jared uh, I have seen it. It's been a few years, so I, I have not watched it again recently. I did not have it on my list, um, just because it was not one that really stuck out to me. But I do, yeah. I, I mean, I get, I get the influence. I, yeah, I get. You know, it was obviously very influential and very well known, very well liked. So, I, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agree with Jordan. Like, I like that we through another kind of old timey one on here. So I don't, I kind of don't mind it being here in the top 10. If we're going to have another old timey mm -hmm. one yeah. in this area, that makes sense that it's Magnificent Seven because that's, you know, one of the classic Westerns. But yeah, personally, I don't love it, but um, I don't, I don't, I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm not I don't love it either, but I haven't seen it in a long time. I'm not going to use one of my vetoes. I'm going to try to protect my number one here. Um, Magnificent Seven at eight. You couldn't have done better than that. Well, I didn't get the number seven pick. <laughs> um, so it's me. Well, already it's a total mess because I have like six movies I need to get on here. And I'll have three picks. So it's a disaster. Um, so I'm going to have to slip in a $5 bill Kurt Russell movie here somewhere. I'm choosing between two. At this spot, I would go with one, 
but I'm not going to bait any vetoes. I feel like either one of these I pick, it could could easily get vetoed. But either way, I get to talk about it for a second. See how it works. But I, I don't. You're, I see what you're doing. But I'm not gonna. I'm I'm gonna skip one. I don't. It doesn't need to be in the top ten. So we'll talk about it later in our honorable honorable mentions. But so my number seven. I'm gonna go with Quentin Tarantino's The Hateful Eight. Got room for one more. They call him the hangman. When the handbill says dead or alive, the rest of us just shoot you in the back and up on top of perch somewhere and bring you in dead over a saddle. But when John Roof the hangman catches you, you hang. Get in, boys! This here is Daisy Domergoop. She's wanted dead or alive for murder. When that sun comes out, I'm taking this woman to hang. Is there anybody here committed to stopping me from doing that? Well, well, well. Looks like Minnie's haberdashery is about to get cozy for the next few days. Yes, it does. From 2015, I went and saw this in Pittsburgh with a buddy. We uh, got to see the 70 millimeter version. We should definitely swap because that should be number eight. I know. And seven should be seven. I know. You screwed it <laughs> up. Seven is eight and eight for eight is seven. You screwed it up. But, uh, <laughs> Got to see the roadshow version where they had an overture before, which we were late for. But the but you know, seventy millimeter, gorgeous movie. It was a cool experience to get to go to that. But um, this is that ensemble piece, like most of his movies are, with the you know had Samuel L. Jackson, Kurt Russell, Jennifer Jason Lee, Walton Goggins, Tim Roth, Michael Madsen, Bruce Dern. Zoe Bell, it just goes on and on. We'll leave the surprises in there. Other people rent it, but it, it's it's just set mostly in the one room, uh, the haberdashery. I think they what whatever her name was is haberdashery. But uh, they there's so much I love about this movie. Like the dialogue is, of course, you know, awesome and the how the story is told and the way it's shot like i said he shot it that way that made this small room you could see everybody in the room almost all the time like it just was how the depth of this room and just the mystery of who poisoned the drink and who you know this and jennifer jason lee is amazing in it kurt russell is so good oh when he busts that guitar and you know just everything about it the lincoln letter you know just i i love it i I love it i was i was just like sitting there with my mouth hanging open the whole time watching it. I, that's just exactly my jam 
So I love this movie and I really think it should be in the top 10. So the order of vetoes would go to uh, Jordan. You would be uh, commenting. Yeah, I, I love the movie too. Um, my only hesitation is, again, it's it's very recent. So it's not usually for me to really love a movie is one I have to watch over, you know, and watch it over the course of years and really ingrain itself in my head. So these very recent ones are hard for me to say, oh, it's the best of all time. But I, it, there's not a whole lot better than that. <laughs> I remember sitting in the theater, and like you said, like it wasn't fancy 70 millimeter, but it was like the, the cold. And I don't know the, what you were watching. And the, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've, just uh, Apple his, Watch. His use of of uh, his use of visuals plus his normal dialogue, you know, just sitting in a room talking is just tense and and exciting. So, yeah. Uh. This is not my favorite Tarantino movie. Um, I put a either. few others ahead of this, but uh, I think I only watched it once, but I did like it when I watched it. And yeah, I had a feeling this would be on someone's list and I, I have no issues with it being in the top 10. It's Excellent. Solid, so. Excellent. Now I just have to fit the other five in my last two <laughs> yeah. spots. All right. So that takes us to number six, which is Jared. One of his last, his I, second to last pick. And I feel like everybody's got to bring it. Like these got oh, six. We got six yeah, left. Guys, these all yeah, got to be stone they, cold We classic. can only over be overlapping <laughs> so much. So don't think that somebody else is going to do it at this point. You may be surprised what people like more than something else. Because when you get, they, you, they may have it right there with you. But their number four is more important to, to, than that movie, you know. So, I've, I, I've got, I've got, I'm looking at four movies right now. So for my, I've got two picks left. So I feel like three of them, you guys probably also have. But again, you know, you don't want to. Everybody's trying to get their special pick in there. Yeah. <laughs> so I could throw my kind of maybe off the wall one out here. See, he's listening to nothing. <laughs> it's but like we're not listening here. to Seth. I'm worried about doing that, so I don't think I'm going to. So I'm going to go maybe a little safer here and do. Although someone may veto it because they want it higher on the list, I guess is a possibility. Uh, oh, I've only got two picks left, so I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go. Based on a 1968 novel from 2010, Coen Brothers' version of True Grit. Mr. Cogburn, in your four years as U.S. Marshal, how many men have you shot? Shot or killed. Let us restrict it to killed so that we may have a manageable figure. Mr. Cogburn? What do you want, girl? I'm looking for the man who killed my father. The man's name is Tom Cheney, and I need somebody to go after him. What's your name? My name is Maddie Ross. Are you some kind of law? I'm a Texas Ranger. I know Cheney. It is at least a two-man job taking him alive. Marshal Cogburn? Can we depart this afternoon? We? I'm going with you. 
Congratulations. You've graduated from Marauder to Wet Nurse. We're being followed. What do we do, Marshal? You missed your shot, Cogburn. Just let this go. I thought you were going to say the sun was in your eyes. That is to say, your eye. Jordan probably had this on one of his, but maybe he wants a number two. I don't know. Um, so that's of course Jeff Bridges and one of his great defining roles. Um, Hat Damon. Matt Damon. Hat, hat Damon. Yes, he just that that's how he acts. He picks out a hat, <laughs> and that's what he's gonna be that movie. Haley Steinfeld uh is breakout role. Breakout role. Josh Brolin also. I was looking it up. It was nominated for 10 Oscars. Did not win any, but you know, it was well received, obviously, at the time it came out. But I, I mean it's 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 great. I mean, it's the performances are great. Jeff Bridges is amazing. Now, full disclosure, I, I don't think I've ever watched the original. I've seen parts of it, but I've never watched the, the whole then you've never the you've through. never even seen the sequel, Rooster. Rooster Cogburn. Some of that one. That's one with like Catherine Hepburn, right? I don't freaking know. Yeah, I think so. But I, you know, of course, the Coens are great with, you know, how they write, but the, there's a kind of old timey kind of language thing that they do in this movie that is, it's like, it's flowery, but it's like kind of gritty. I, I don't know how they do it, but it's, I love the language and the way they, they talk in this movie. It's great. Uh, just the speech patterns they use. You can just sit there and listen to it, but I, yeah, I, to me it's great. I, I rewatched it again recently. I love everything about it. It's, it's great. I'm afraid Jordan's going to be mad. It's clear down. I, I don't know. I I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I, I had I, the original one higher than that one. I oh wow. See, I, I'd say he's never seen that. I've not really seen the original. Yeah, 1969, John Wayne. It was Glenn Campbell in the role of Hat Dame, <laughs> and Kim Darby as the girl. Uh. Yeah, I, it's it's the only it's John Wayne's only Oscar. I get like Leonardo DiCaprio. It was just sort of here's a showy performance for John Wayne's whole career. Let's give him an Oscar for this one. So, uh, yeah, Rooster won him won the Duke his Oscar, and I always really liked that movie. And then, oh man, the Coens are gonna remake it, and it just it was fine. Like I I like it. I think it's really good, but it didn't. It's it's not. It's not my favorite of the. Uh, I could tell he had a bad read on you, Jordan. Like he, he, he was just like, "This is gonna be hard." So man, I, I was like, "You got a bad read on him." I don't think so. I, uh, I, uh, I really like this movie. It was not in my top ten, but it, it almost was. It was. It was very close. That um, I think she's great in it. I think everybody's good in it. it like you said, the language. There's other movies. I was another movie I'm gonna bring up that is does that kind of stuff too but they i uh i really like the movie but i don't have a lot to say about it other <clears throat> i prefer the this version i i to the old one um it's beautiful like most cohen things like i very enjoyable to watch i, I like every piece of it but it, but it doesn't go come into like one of my favorites you know so I, I won't fight you on it. It's not top five. You didn't try to slip it in the top five. Outside of the top five. So, as, as so some of we'll, veto we'll allow it. And it's your, you know, your last two picks. I'm not going to fight you. Well, everybody's being pretty nice. I don't know how many 
vetoes are going to come flying here soon when we're trying to fit in shoehorn this stuff in because that was not that wasn't one that I thought was going to take up a space I needed. Like, oh, well, I I don't know how I could veto a Cohen movie, but I'm I have been pondering. You it. could, you could, if you expect he could do better. Like I said, it could be doing him a favor if he has more he wants on the list. But, uh... Yeah, he got to talk about this. Uh, I could think something probably to. disliked even more. So just <laughs> test me. <laughs> Try. <laughs> but this movie, like I said, it was nominated for, a, nominated for a ton of Oscars. Like it made a lot of money. Like Westerns are not, are, they're, they're few and far between nowadays. Oh, yeah. And it's even fewer that they're big hits. So something about this movie clicked with people. So it it's it probably does deserve to be on this list as as a you know one of the examples of a modern western that that did it right. So this is you can only you can't take it back if you pass on this veto you can't mm. take it back. This is one of the six slots that are left. Do you think he could put something right. in there you like better? Nah, I, I don't. Oh. Wanna, I don't want to risk. Trying to make you use a veto, I don't. Want, <laughs> I'm not going to use one, but. <clears throat> I already said. All right. I got three more that I think definitely should be on the list and only two slots. So well, be careful how you do this. I know. It's a rough, it's a rough <laughs> game I'm playing. There's a minefield here. <laughs> I I just feel like this one has to be on the list. Uh, we have not yet added a Clint Eastwood movie. I, I knew seems, that's what one you're gonna say. Which seems almost impossible. So I'm gonna have to go with I think his the pinnacle of his career, the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good. The bad. The ugly. The questions. Sixty-six Spaghetti Western by Sergio Leone. Uh, this was just an Earth Threequels list. I, it was on my list for best threequels. Kind of felt like it was coming. Right. It was so, in your in your threequels. So this was the third movie from the Man with No Name trilogy. Uh, there's a trio of gunslingers, all trying to find this cache of Confederate gold that has been hidden. A dying soldier hid this gold during the Civil War. And these three guys played by Clint Eastwood, Eli Wallach, and Lee Van Cleef are all on the trail of it. And I said the first two movies in this trilogy are excellent, but this one just ramps up. It's longer. It's more involved, more complicated, more set pieces, bigger budget, and just a, a classic uh, 1966, right, I said, right in the middle of that spaghetti Western phase where it's super stylized there's he there's quick cuts that build the tension between these long shots 
and then quick close-ups to eyeballs or a twitching mustache or a hand you know wavering over a, a holster and it just kind of defined what the western looks like for that whole decade and again the music by Ennio Morricone is there, there's no more iconic piece of music than than the theme from Good Bad and the Ugly so just an excellent movie, one I rewatched recently just to make sure <laughs> that the memory lived up to the hype and the 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 gunplay, the the shootouts, the high noon kind of stuff is is great. But there's also these they get caught up. There's battles going on with these giant armies. They blow up a bridge, so it's just the scale of it is so big, and it has something to say about war and the absurdity and the horror of what's and uh, that that is, is uh, at the behind soldiers who have ever fought a war. So just a uh, terrific, terrific movie, terrific Western. Well, I'm, I, it's, I gotta go first here. According to this, I, I I'm not going to veto it because I, we're going so modern. Like, I feel like, boy, people we would deserve to get raked over the coals for vetoing this and putting in other stuff with that um, when we started this i wrote down john wayne clint eastwood and i was going to mark how many each one had on the list yeah i was going to be like no. five to four right. and it's not not happening all. it's not <laughs> the biggest reason i'm not going to veto it is because there are i i have four movies i'd like to get in there and there's still four spots so if everyone cooperates, I can still get all my movies in here. And so I'm going to continue to cooperate and not fight you on this. I like it fine, but it's not one of my favorite Westerns. I think I like the end. You know, I like the um, Eli Wallach's Groucho Marx going around smoking everybody's cigars <laughs> and the, you know, it's fine i it's just this is what i would this is when i talk about saturday afternoons when i was a kid and this was you were like captive to what was on tv anyway this was what you got was long clint eastwood movies for the next six hours we're watching right we're watching this movie (laughs) and and it was fine i was it was that or i was either watching that or james bond you know it's like that's what was on saturday afternoon so so I, I'm, I, I'm used to it, but it's so slow compared to nowadays. Like some of these movies have such good dialogue and all this. So, you know, and still bring the tension, but it's such a classic. It's got, it's well known as one of the best Cowboys. So I'm not going to touch it. What do you think, Jared? I came in fully prepared to try to veto a bunch of Clint Eastwood movies. <laughs> So I, you know, I'm not a huge Clint Eastwood guy. I'm not a big spaghetti western guy. Uh, that's my um, other problem. I'm not a huge spaghetti western guy. How? I, how? I can't. Yeah, I cannot be like. If you'll if go down in history, you'll be the guy that did that. <laughs> the ugly. I, I had. I had you know, Pale Rider, Outlaw Josie Wales. The, like I had these written down, but they. Yeah, see, I would never say any of those are my yeah. favorite. I wanted to veto those at like number twelve. Yeah. yeah. Now this, I I'm ha- I can't. I, I, I'm having a difficult time trying to veto good, the bad, and the ugly. Right? Yeah. That's that's the iconic one. Yeah. That's the it, you know to not have a spaghetti western on this list is kind of a shame. Right? Let's 
If we're, if we're gonna have one on there, let's have the good, bad, and the ugly. I agree. That's how it's <laughs> so it's like, yeah, he's not gonna fight you on his pick. I, I, I get it. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan, but yeah, there's enough that makes it iconic that I think it deserves a place on the list. I'm okay that it's in the top right, five, top right. ten. So I am. My I'm not a huge Kennyswood fan. Warning for future uh, picks coming up here in the top four. But uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll leave it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue. All right. There's four spaces left. This is my last pick before the number one spot. And just do the right thing. You know, you know what needs to happen. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. There's four left. I think I don't know what to do because all four of these should be on the list. And they should be the top four, as far as I'm concerned. I I don't know what you guys are going to do, though. So See, that, that makes me nervous now because my number two, I feel, should definitely be on the list. But you've got two vetoes locked and loaded. You could just – you could drop them, and I'd go, oh, and I'd fall off of the balcony. My two vetoes <laughs> are, are pretty strictly to get – the number one I want. Um, one of these I could live with not being on the list, but I want it on there. Uh, this is it. I like that. The the beauty of this is that we don't know for sure. Like you should, you know, the not discussing beforehand. So that's the the tension of just like ah, we have risked it all on these this other gar. It's all garbage now behind us. <laughs> Only thing saying, yeah, the, the, the bench is not very deep on mine. So if you start vetoing stuff, we're going to go to some really crappy movies in the top. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I, my, the beauty of my, the point is if you screw it up and I veto it, then you're that much closer to picking one of mine. Right. <laughs> Which you will desperately try not to is the problem. Um, I really hate to, my number four though, is one, like I'm a hundred percent. One of you guys, both of you guys are going to pick it. So I feel like I'm wasting my time to do that. I'm going to shuffle them around here and let you guys pick that one. And I'm going to go with 2012's Django Unchained. Do you know what a bounty hunter is? You kill people. And they give you a reward. Bad. They are bigger than reward. for the Brittle Brothers. However, I don't know what they look like, but you do. <laughs> I called my wife. They sold her. But I don't know who to. Calvin Candy. That's the repellent gentleman who owns her. Broomhilda is my property, and I can choose to do with my property whatever I so desire. Help me find the Brittle Brothers, and I'll take you to rescue your wife. Let's get to it. My name is Dr. King Schultz. This is my valet, Django. Come on over. We got a safari going on that's a good bit of fun. What'd you dig him up? Yeah, for Twitch's turn of events, brought Django and myself together. Move it. Well, I've heard tell about you. You got me curious. I'm curious what makes you so curious. Something up with these two. 
Them old boys done wrote a lot of miles, went to a lot of trouble just to get that gal. Hey, little troublemaker. You silver-tongued devil, you. They playing your ass for a fool. I spent my whole life surrounded by black faces. I only had one question. Why don't they just rise up and, and kill the whites? <laughs> Who knows what could happen? Quentin Tarantino again. This is the movie I was talking about when you said the flowery dialogue of 2010's True Grit. Christoph Waltz. I mean, you, you see this in other movies. What? Back when you go back, it's like everyone's using the proper English or something back in the days when half the people couldn't even read, supposedly, but everyone's speaking better than we do in, nowadays. And but he plays, you know, the uh, bounty hunter, Dr. King Schultz. And if Jamie Foxx is Django Freeman, Leonardo DiCaprio, and this is what he should have won the Oscar for Calvin Candy. Carrie Washington or Broomhilda, but it's uh, with the help of a German bounty hunter, a freed slave sets out to rescue his wife from a brutal Mississippi plantation owner. Of course, Samuel Jackson's in it also. It's just a great revenge fantasy Western with a great soundtrack, a great, you know, great dialogue. I, I mean, it's beautiful. Costuming's amazing. Like every, I love this movie. I, I, I love it. So um, I really think it should be in the top 10. And I'm curious how you guys feel about it. See, when you said Hateful Eight, I thought that meant that was your pick between those two. I know you did. I really didn't think you'd have two Tarantinos. You're wrong. And I I like Django better than Hateful Eight. So do I. We're all together. I said Hateful Eight was not my favorite Tarantino. Jill ranks Boom. above it. Yeah. Sounds like we did it, guys. <laughs> now the question is, is it a western? How is it? It's not a southern maybe it's a southern. It's a southern. It's a southern. Not a western. <laughs> um I, so yeah, hat, I mean I, I had horse, this one on, gun. on my list. Hat horse gun. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I had this on my list and I thought, oh I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll I like the way you yeah, die, me, boy. Yeah, it's it's revenge, it's it's gunfights, it's riding horses, it's bounty hunters. It, it's got all the elements you need. And I, yeah, this, yeah, to me, this, uh, I should have vetoed Hateful Eight then. Maybe made you do this. We really both should have. Yeah. Too late. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, uh, I, I love it. I, yeah, I, I can't say anything bad about it. I'd say they, you know, it's, I think it was maybe criticized for, you know, it was not a realistic portrayal of the horror, horrors of slavery, but it's like, yeah, that's not what it's trying to, to do, right? I mean, you have to like, you have to understand it is a fantasy, the, the tone yeah, it's right. going for, yeah. But it's a not, pulp. Uh, it's a pulp a yeah. revenge story. Yeah. You had my curiosity. Oh yeah, my attention. I like the uh, and the whole like fam- you've seen million articles about it, but like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Leonardo DiCaprio, like you know, smashing the glass and cutting his hand, really and continuing the scene, and just like, just like I, my only criticism of it is, and this is also goes with the hateful eight is like. With this movie, Tarantino took that turn to this splattery, watery blood explosions, you know, in these movies that I think was not, that's not my, how I would do it. I prefer a little more realistic, you know, with that, but 
that's my only criticism. I think, I mean, it's one of my favorite movies. Uh, this is a top 25 movie for me. So of all time. So, yeah. Sounds like we're and good. I, I think it's probably Samuel L. Jackson's best modern performance. Oh, right. The way yeah, he the... flips between oh, yeah. how he acts in front of white people and how he acts when there are no white people in the room is just for, for a very over the top movie. There's something really chilling about his performance and, and just so good because he can coast a little bit, we'll say, on some of his uh, paycheck roles. But the, wow. this one was was wow. excellent. I believe. Wow. Hey, we're in the top four. I can Jeez, I gotta say let it all hang out, man. <laughs> all right. I I I can't in good conscience veto it. Like I said, I we Let's messed hope. up and should have vetoed Hateful Eight. So yep. I I like Django way more than I like Hateful Eight. So is that tear? Is that, am I doing this for your tears or did I play you like a fiddle? Okay, Jared, this is your last pick. This my last week. Um, I know what it is. Got a I couple know. one. I, I feel like I've I've taken all the context clues. I, I feel like I know exactly what it is. It's the one I just did not pick. Yeah, I, I've got a couple one here, but uh, I'm gonna. It's my last pick, so I got to go with my 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 ride or die here on the end from 1993. Do it, Tombstone. Oh. I'm going to Tombstone. Never saw a rich man who didn't wind up with a guilty conscience. I already got a guilty conscience. Might as well have the money, too. Matter, huh? Heard of you. Listen now, Mr. Kansas Law Dog. Law don't go around here. Savvy? I'm retired. Good. Those cowboys been telling everybody in town better to clean you out. You know, you men are making a lot of money in this town. In the meantime, a lot of decent people are suffering. The first time in our lives, we got a chance to stop wandering and finally be a family. Now, this is trouble we don't need. You must be Doc Holliday. That's the rumor. You retired, too? Not me. I'm in my prime. How the hell are you? Piss on you, why? I got you now. <laughs> Would you ever try to manhandle a cow? Because we'll cut your goddamn pimps. All right, you understand me? We're going to have a future in this town. It's got to have some law and order. I can't beat him, can I? The way to get you, Billy. You're the one. Very comfortable. You're going to leave. You got a fight coming. Coming today. You tell him I'm coming! And hell's coming with me, you hear? Hell's coming with me! Doomstone. That's not the one I thought you were going to pick, but really? it's, it's one of the ones that I wanted in here. So I it this was my original number three. So, boom, you did it. Perfect slot. Right, right in the spot there. So this is George Cosmatos is the director or never maybe knew that till Russell today. is the director. I never knew who was the director till today. Well, I looked at well, also Kurt Russell basically says he directed it. There right. was all this like behind. There was all him and like hell. The first him and, yeah. and hell came with him. <laughs> it's a lot of behind the scenes turmoil, but like basically Kurt Russell did it himself. But yes, I, I don't know how much I could say about Tombstones. The gunfight at the OK Corral. It's Wyatt Earp, but 
I mean, Kurt Russell, Val Kilmer in his greatest role he ever played. Yes. Sam Elliott, Bill Paxton, Powers Booth, Michael Bean, Charlton Heston shows up just to be awesome for formats. Yeah. Um, it's the most quotable. It'll, it's the most quotable movie on this list. You can rewatch it a million times. And also, the Wikipedia article in this movie contains my favorite sentence on Wikipedia. Quote, to tell. all the mustaches in the movie were real. On both both yeah you know what i like about it it's it's so well put and also i did not know that <laughs> it's informative <laughs> i'm gonna Amazing. donate to wikipedia next time I, I, that's <laughs> whoever put that in there could be a uh, not true but i like it wow that was amazing. Yeah, I freaking love Tombstone. I love, love, love that movie. It's it's not perfect. It, the second half, you know, is a little long. And I but I there's so much to love about it. It was like it's a perfect cast, got five dollar bill, is wider, it's got everything. You know, I just like one of the greatest performances, you know, by Val Kilmer. I it, it it's it's an almost perfect movie. I it's I love it, love it. Definitely happy to hear that that is making the top three. What do you think about that, Jordan? Um, and it was released. It was released six months before Kevin Costner's movie Wyatt Earp, which I personally like that movie also. I, I I've never seen Dennis that, Quaid did a Dennis Quaid did a little lesser. Uh, Doc Holiday performance, I believe, but it's still a good movie. It is a good movie. But yeah, so one of those weird coincidences that this one kind of beat it to the punch, had a better box office, and definitely a longer pop cultural impact. Yeah, I adore this movie. They like said the quotes again, the the memes. Well, bye. That's become a meme. <laughs> oh that yeah, can be used <laughs> infinitely. Yeah, uh, and I also love the idea that the gunfight at the OK Crowd isn't like the big... Yeah, that's halfway through the movie. That doesn't lead yeah. up to a yeah. big ending. That's like, that's a thing that happened. And then something wet, because you know, history things even showed that's not a huge event. You know, it's not like thousands were killed or anything. But so this, this, this famous gunfight leads to an even bigger piece of action. But yeah, just testosterone and long coats and real mustaches. What, what more could you want from it? Amazing. I'm feeling way excited about this list. Nobody has not enough, has not enough vetoes. We, we, we all feel like we I feel like I, I feel like I do have enough vetoes now. <laughs> well, I don't feel good now. So now it's Jordan's final pick. Where did you have Tombstone, Jordan, on two. yours? Was that yeah, yeah, my two. number two? So I had two movies left in one slot. And hoping Tombstone was going to come out of one of you. So I feel like a hundred percent I know what you're going to say, what your number one is. I don't think you do. We're going to wow. veto you. We're going to veto you three times. So it's going to be your fourth. Wow. If, but you, I, if there, if there's, I can't believe that. Cause I believe you that I don't know then. Cause I really thought I did. It was a movie that I felt like I lost. I liked the least of you, you of the three of us. And now it's not even going to make the top 10. Now, see, weird. this is my number one. And I feel like you're going to veto it. 
both of you. <laughs> and I don't, I, uh, wow. I'm excited. I don't know, what, I don't know what's left for a number two. It's electric in here. I don't know if you guys know. This is electricity in here. <laughs> this is my flip hand. When, again, when you mentioned this list, it's the first thing I thought of. Then I, then I am right. No, I don't know that I've ever even talked about this movie, but I, I feel well, like you I'm, definitely I, have talked about this movie. I feel like I, I feel like I know what you're going to say too, but I, I don't know. You've definitely talked about this movie so that I'm thinking of, so then I don't know. All right. Is it a movie from 1956? That sounds about right. I don't okay. know the year. Yes, it is. The Searchers. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Okay. What, okay. I was sure this was your top okay. five for sure. From the thrilling pages of life rides a man you must fear and respect. A man whose unconquerable will and boundless determination carved a lusty, rough, and boisterous slice of history called The Searchers. It's John Wayne as Ethan Edwards who had a rare kind of courage. The courage that simply keeps on and on far beyond all reasonable endurance, never thinking of himself as martyred, never thinking of himself as brave. So we'll find him in the end, I promise you. We'll find him. Here is a story of a man, hard and relentless, tender and passionate, of people who dared to challenge a hostile land. Here is drama of great love and aching loneliness. I found him. I found Lucy. What you saw was a buck. Wearing Lucy's dress. I found Lucy back in the canyon. What was she? What do you want me to do? Draw your picture? Spell it out? Don't ever ask me. As long as you live, don't ever ask me more. And if you don't hear my first holler, you better read my mind, because I don't aim to raise no two hollers on any subject at hand. Yes, sir. Boy, watch that knife. Go, Martin, please. That aside, Martin. No, you don't, Ethan. Ethan, no, you don't! Stand aside. Looks like you got yourself surrounded. Yeah, and I figure on getting myself unsurrounded. Let's go! This was in my this was my number five. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember ever talking yeah, about this. Yeah, you talked but... about this. We were doing some sort of list. Okay. And you talked about his you... scratch off poster, maybe. That yeah, maybe that was uh, it. Yeah. Okay. That's because I remember you you for sure talking about this, yeah. So the American Film Institute named it the greatest American Western when they did their big 100 best countdown and has ranked it at number 12 as the, in the 100 greatest American movies of all time on, as their most recent list. So critically, it's beloved. Um, this is John Ford, classic director of you know dozens and dozens of these movies, back going back to Stagecoach in 1939. And it continued on after this, but I feel like this is the peak of his career. I think it's the peak of Westerns, it's the peak of John Wayne's career. Um, it was just at that turning point from the classic serial shoot 'em up 
Saturday afternoon matinee where, you know, the, the good noble white hatted cowboy rides off and, and kills the savage Indian and saves the day. Like it was just starting to tilt into, is that the story we should be telling? Is that, is that the truth of the West? Is that, is that what, uh, you know, is that, is that honest? And it's, you know, it's from the fifties. So it doesn't quite, uh, uh, go to some of these modern links, but I, I feel like it's the first step in that direction. So John Wayne is Ethan Edwards, who's a civil war veteran, uh, just gets home from the war. He's been gone for eight years and sees his family and is just never comfortable being a civilian. Can't, can't go back to life, you know, comfortable life on a farm somewhere. And his niece is abducted by Comanche warriors. So he and his, uh, there's an adopted son. So it'd be like his adopted nephew who is like an eighth Native American go off and uh, try to save her and spend years tracking her down and trying to find her. And John Wayne is terrible. He's a racist. He's not a good person. And there's question, is he doing it because he loves his niece and wants to rescue her? Or does he just want to go kill Indians? And just get revenge for just whatever he thinks is uh, has gone wrong. So this movie influenced multiple generations of movie makers, from you know Star Wars, where Luke gets home and finds Aunt Beru's burned body. Like that's straight from this movie. Uh, the Avengers: Age of Ultron, Captain America standing in the doorway, not being able to go into Hawkeye's farmhouse. That is a shot directly from this movie. Vince Gilligan said he took, he, he modeled the, the finale of Breaking Bad on this movie. So just, uh, just an influence still being felt today. And it's just, it's gorgeous to look at. It was filmed in Technicolor VistaVision widescreen and filmed all in Monument Valley in Arizona and Utah. So just, it looks like the most Western, Western ever Western <laughs> of the big, vistas and the and the deserts and the 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 you know the the pillars of of sandstone and all these desert uh and then there's blizzard because it goes so long that you know it goes through the, the winter and the summer so just a gorgeous movie to look at and again it's it's old school um one i was looking up again wikipedia that one of the reviews from back in the day was like it's too fast paced. Everything goes at a breakneck speed, which like old critics like slow down. This is too crazy. But it's today's modern audience might look at it uh, very different that it is a little slow and it's still not uh, woke. I hate the word woke, whatever, but like it's still a little bit, you know, the, the natives are still kind of just the savages or they're very childlike, but he kind of frames it as the stuff the white dudes do in response to it is even more savage and even worse and just not a proportional response. So I, I just rewatched it recently. Turner classic movies did a whole series called reframed classic films in the rearview mirror where they showed problematic movies gone with the wind breakfast at Tiffany's like classic movies that have something maybe wrong with them from today's society. And this was one of the first ones they did. And they had a nice discussion about you know, separating the, the, the icky parts from what it's trying to do and, and the art behind it all. So I don't know. It's again, it maybe hasn't aged the best of all these movies, 
but it's my favorite Western. And it, it was trying to do something different, trying to make a complicated hero out of John Wayne, who, it, like I said, is pretty much the same guy in every movie. But this one was something different. And apparently it was the first movie to do a making of feature uh, where they shot some behind the scenes footage and like showed how some of the stunts were done and stuff for there's a Warner brothers presents TV show. So it was one of the first DVD extras <laughs> ever filmed for a movie. And and they did it for the DVD. Yeah. <laughs> That's that forward thinking. <laughs> and uh, John Wayne's repeated quote through the movie. That'll be the day inspired buddy Holly to write the classic song. Some fun facts. I like fun I facts. Can't, I can't add. I can't add much to that. I mean, you, you started out. Uh, this was on my list. I expected this to be you know, top five or so. So, I I ha- had not seen this movie until I think it was during like quarantine, so maybe a year ago. It was the first time I had seen it. And I was like, well, that's one I sh- always should have seen. I watched it. And I, I was very impressed. Yeah, I love the fact that you know. Just so many of those westerns back in the day. It's like, oh, somebody gets kidnapped. Okay, we're gonna ride up and have a gun. And it's like, yeah, it's like years. And you, you know, by the time they find her, she's Natalie Wood. So it's like, yeah. it's a whole, the whole like lifetime takes place. That's uh, a long so time. Very the scope is <laughs> the scope is epic. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously that. Yeah, like you said, it looks more like a western than any western you've ever seen. So uh, yeah, to me, this this deserves deserves a spot. I think it's I, just. I, Let's just stop now because I don't. There's nothing to put number one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I was thinking uh when when I watched it again in the past year, I was really so much more impressed with this than anything else from the era. Like having watched all these older ones, this was just far surpassed all that stuff. I was I was really impressed. Uh, like I, the hype is real. It's I like that. I don't uh, know who the the other guy is in it well jeff jeffrey hunter okay well he's good in it. i thought he was good and but the i just it was it's a great movie i was really impressed with it. i was really happy to that it was a classic that i really liked and couldn't wait for it to be in our top 10 i felt for sure it would make the top five and it was at my five i'm really happy with it at two Nobody vetoed anything. We're gonna we that's wait. Might as well just let it ride, like because I don't know what I'll I'll just go ahead and tell you up front. I have no backup. Like literally, all my stuff got on here. Basically, I would really be. I think it would really sully the list to have anything at number one other than my number one. Well, I all think right, I can quick. go ahead and write what I. I'm I sure you know what it is. I I'm. A, my only fear is a comment that Jared made earlier. That it, That's why was, I made it. There was actually, there was actually <laughs> two comments made. One, uh, Jordan said that one movie was his favorite of this person. And, and then Jared said he was just out to veto. So, so kind of we, approached uh, this list. No, like I had already filled in number one. Hmm. I, I kind of knew that was good because it wasn't going to be on my list, but I knew one of you two would have it way at the top. So well, it's me, I kind yeah. of, I kind of went ahead and slot knew it would be slotted in there. This is my, I mean, it's a top 20 all time movie for me. I, it's the comment on Westerns and his entire career. Uh, 
Best Picture, 1992, I believe. Clint Eastwood's Unforgiven. Step over to the office and get the bullwhip. A whipping? That's all they get after what they've done? Get out of there! It was a matter of honor. They're paying $1,000 to whatever kills the two boys that cut up Delilah. In a time when lawmen were killers. What are y'all looking at? You English Bob. Outlaws were heroes. Well, I thought that you were dead. Hell, I even thought I was dead. Till I found out I was just in Nebraska. And a bad reputation. You're the one who killed William Harvey and robbed that train over Missouri? Was as good as gold. My guess is you're calling yourself Mr. William Money. Say what? You don't look no meaner than hell, cold-blooded damn killer. I ain't like that anymore, kid. Thousand dollars reward, Will. Nobody's gonna come. So you still have that Spencer rifle, huh? Yeah. This is my partner. You don't go, I don't go. What's it come to three ways? Just because we're going on this killing, that don't mean I'm going to go back to being the way I was. Are you really going to kill them, cowboy? I do not like assassins. Or men of low character. We ain't bad men no more. We're farmers. They're a lot of savages! They're a bunch of bloody savages! Assassin! Oh, I guess they have it coming. We all have it coming, Captain. Some legends will never be forgotten. Some wrongs can never be forgiven. These men don't want to get killed. Better clear on out the back. Unforgiven. Like, we just talked about how quotable tombstone is is this possibly even more quotable like it's every line is a is an incredible quote like and if gene hackman's little bill morgan freeman is ned you know it's just it's it's a great movie to me i i love it i think i think it's just amazing he has to he's a a bad guy has had done all this stuff in the past and all these killed women and children. He says, now he's a pig farmer with his own family and he's, he's got to come back because somebody's been cutting up the whores. <laughs> I believe, you know, but uh, come back to make some money, you know, he's still, they're still paying. So to come back to do the job and stop little bill and just the whole commentary on it, like the, you know, the, uh, got English Bob and and the uh, um, reporter or whatever writer, you know, kind of comment getting everyone's take, interviewing Little Bill. Little Bill thinks he's like this badass, you know, the whole time. But he's even he's like he's disgusted by you know English Bob, and so he's kind he's a show off. It's like we're talking about the Queen on Fourth uh, of July, you know. It's just, that that's hilarious to me. But it, just all the talking about killing a man, the young kid who's can't see you know can't see you know the consequences for quite some time what of what he's getting into and commenting, you know like when he really realizes you know like saying you know there, there's he's never gonna breathe again you know like I, I was saying kind of out of context when i think about that friend of mine that just died recently it's like when you really think about that, like uh, it's like the reality of that hitting you, like somebody's never going to breathe again. They're not, you know, and it, you know, just the, the answer to that, you know, I'm 
It's like it's a hell of a thing killing a man, take away all he's ever had and all he's ever gonna. And it's like it's got a lot of that stuff and just dealing with you know the career he's had and that, that's halfway through his career you know yeah. which is ridiculous like he <laughs> thought that was it he was he was making that commentary at the time it was just like anyway i'm sure the i'm not alone in the masses get off of my lawn yeah <laughs> and skeleton say so you know if that was we could work then it was a western uh, that would be my replacement that's what's going on <laughs> uh, that what line, just that line itself is like that is westerns like that is the good ones should deal with that kind of stuff and i love any of those kind of movies that you know has has the guts to say you know the west kind of sucked it was it was terrible we all like suffered and it was it was it was not great it wasn't the singing cowboys and the the glitz and the, the rhinestones and stuff so yeah i definitely like that that revisionist look back of uh the the the, the brutality of what it would have to have been like to be a character like him. But I just, long ago, I've, I've, it's, I've added this one to my list with like silence of the lambs movies that are, I like, okay, but I, everyone else on the planet likes better than me. So I, I feel like I'm missing something or I'm not on the right wavelength with this movie. So I, I like it quite a lot, but it's never been my favorite. No, no, <laughs> But it, it's any top 10 you look at has this movie on it and it deserves to be there. And it's it's yeah, it is, again, another Oscar winner that, that mainstream critical success audience loved it. So across all spectrums, it's a it's a, one of the best and our, our best, I guess. So I said we could have one Clint Eastwood on the list. So, oh, wait, we already have one. Oh, so that now. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm again. I'm not the, the hugest Clint Eastwood fan, as I've established. Um, I didn't have this one on my list because it's not one of my favorites, but I assumed it would be on on someone else's list. I did rewatch it recently, and I liked it more on my rewatch. So, and like Jordan said, yeah, this is pretty universally loved. That it's you know it, it deserves a spot on the list. Deserves um, got nothing to do with it. This, oh, nice. Perfect. Well done. Um, yeah, I mean, it's no tombstone, but it's, uh, <laughs> no, it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't veto. So I think that we did it. <laughs> I, I, I sure did. I nailed it. It's a good list. I like This it. is a great list. I'm, I'm super hyped. So what we're going to do now, I'm sure we've went forever, but we're still going to, we're going to go back through and count Final down tally. One Kurt Russell movie, two Clint Eastwood movies. No, not true. Three John. Two Wayne. Kurt Russell. What else was? Oh, never mind. Hatefully, okay. Two. So Kurt Russell ties with Clint Eastwood at two, John Wayne at three. I uh, we're gonna count them down here and then do our all our honorable mentions, which I I know I've several. Um. So I. We did a top 17. Nobody vetoed anything. No one had to do any of that mess. We we, we hold on to the veto so preciously right. yeah. when right. you should just get it. If there's something at the bottom of the list, just get it out of there. Right. That's it's a good way. Is, We're in my defense, yeah, in my defense, this was the first time I've, I don't know what your guys' excuse mm. was. I, I've never done it before. So, but yeah, my lesson was that 
I should have vetoed some of the stuff at the bottom of the list. We, I've learned, I've learned we, we, we're back and forth. We can't figure it out either. We've, <laughs> this time we didn't use it all before. We've used them too early and, and then didn't have them. It's a mess. Like, honestly, that one so far, like technically I should have baited you guys with a different one. Got you to use it because there at the end you could have screwed me and I would have had to come up with something out of nowhere. Even having two vetoes, once it was vetoed, unless he overrode it, I don't know what I'd do. Doesn't well, do me any good. I, I, you know, I, I want the list to have Unforgiven at number one rather than right. That's what I don't like. You know, what I'm yeah. banking on is like some sense, you know. And they're like, yeah, we all. That's the part. That's the collaboration part. We want that to be it to be a good list. We're proud of. We don't have a waste of our time. This this certainly was not a waste of time. Come on. Anyway, number seventeen, we had the Who quick said the, that. I don't want to the dead from Jared with the first two picks. Yeah, like you said, we could like have vetoed these if they were something real and real outlier we didn't like, and then it's not going to really annoy the person that much because then they get to talk about another movie they kind of like it around that level. So, you know, they're not their hearts not set on it or anything. Then at number sixteen, Man Who Shot Liberty Valance, a classic. Fifteen. Ballad of Buster, Buster Scruggs wasn't as high as I thought it'd be from Jordan. Rio Bravo, uh, very popular among the masses. Um, open Range, kind of an odd pick. I threw in there at 13. 12 Hostiles, I've never even seen, but I'm going to check out now. Um, Dead Man from the 90s, Jim Jarmusch. Uh, and we had our top 10, the sisters brothers. I recommend everybody check it out. It's a good, be a good Saturday sit. Maybe wait till night. It's really pretty. You gotta have our, the room a little dark. Don't want sunlight on TV for that one. Uh, number nine, the revenant is a Western guys. We determined it two out of three at least. And it's pretty good. Um, eight magnificent seven. This is the it stands out on here jared and i neither one super thrilled about it but it's so well known we can't we he we're deferring we just assume jordan is better than us anyway in most cases um seven the hateful eight we got these flipped screwed up the numbering there but hateful eight everybody loves that um six jared's second to last pick was true grit 2010 i Agreed. The superior version deserves to be in the top 10. Number five, good, the bad, and the ugly. It's a good spot for that. That's a, it's a, of, of the classics, it should, you know, good spot for it. Number four, Django Unchained, we all agreed was good and should be there. I was surprised. I thought, I really thought one of you guys would be like, no, what are you talking about? But I'm, I was, I was wrong. Kapow likes fun. Yes, we like fun. That's that's our motto. Um, we like fun. Uh, number three, Tombstone. Like this, pr- probably we could have been our number one. Uh, it sounds like everybody loves it. Number two, The Searchers. We, you know, I've we all kind of expected it to be in the top five and think it should be here. Number one, I. Uh, Pushed it so far up here, nobody could fight me on it. We they should have snuck it in early. The real move for you guys was to suck it up and put it in here like number 10 and make me start using the vetoes because I'd have vetoed it until I could get it as high as possible. So, so no, I'll, I'll tell you that after the fact. You blew it. Um, so number 
number number one I'm forgiven as the commentary on the whole shebang. I think we have a hell of a westerns list here. Skews modern, maybe not, not make some of the old fogies happy, well, that, but that's why I wonder how do you feel after all this of like are you a western fan did you think you were a western did this change your idea because going into this like yeah i love westerns they're great and then i had a couple i love and then a whole bunch that are just fine i i totally i I found the same thing and and as we do the honorable mentions i'm gonna say it's like this was a fine movie but compared to the quality of the modern with the much better dialogue and not just a lot of looking at each other, you know, or the simple stories that they used to tell with the messed up uh, values back then, you know, <laughs> that ruined a lot of them for me. Like, like, you know, what are you talking about? Like out little Josie R- Wales is like, it's like every movie has to be like this. They were all making their own commentary you know, at the times it does not hold up, you know, like all oh, the, the North was gruesomely evil and out to just slaughter everyone, you know, and, and it's just the modern commentary makes, you know, I can more agree with, I guess. Yeah, and it's, you know, you got to think back, like in the era of some of these older ones, they, they probably made like 300 Westerns a year, you know? So it was like the ratio of, you know what we consider great classic what you know it's like it's probably pretty low percent <laughs> like you know you can turn on you know maybe like there's 150 westerns i never even heard of and they're all probably terrible so it's like yeah it's, it's a very low percentage that kind of made it out of that era something that is still you know relevant and people talk about and think about to this day whereas you know the, the modern the modern ones that are, where our list skewed are doing something new with it and doing something interesting with it and that's kind of where we end up landing for a lot of these but yeah i think cliff the only thing one cliff brought up was uh, i think he made a regulator's comp gift comment so i said he was talking some young guns which is it's rough young guns young guns too i like them fine back when it was the early 90s but wow the brat pack able to fit that Westerns. in around quick in the dead about yeah, 15, 16. he might have been able to squeeze that one in but i don't know yeah, I'll make you Are famous. Any, uh, do you have any runners up there, Jared? I, I I'm looking at my list right now. I only had I only had three on my list that didn't get on the list, so I'm I'm pretty happy with. Wow, you you had a pretty good run there. I mean, I had I think I mentioned earlier I got technically four because I had El Dorado on there, which was kind of the remake, if right. you will, of Rio Bravo that I wanted to give it some. Some love. Uh, it's the one with Robert Mitchum and James Kahn, uh, along with John Wayne. So I, I had a little love for that one, which I, I did enjoy. Uh, and then the only other ones I had, um, a, we could have increased our Kurt Russell ratio with this one if I could have stuck in. I had a Kurt Russell, another Kurt Russell, my top 10 that I did not say. 2015 horror western bone yeah. tomahawk so you wouldn't have vetoed that if i put it on <laughs> i don't well i don't know maybe Depending like on how high. it was yeah. it was it was the slot let's see what what where where did i put it i was gonna try it at seven instead of hateful eight see if you guys vetoed it and then I come back with hateful eight i would I probably gladly left it. gladly yeah. left it yeah well, I, so this I, is I really directed like that. 
Yeah, directed by S. Craig Zoller. Yeah, he's the done. guy that did Brawl and Cell Block 1999 or whatever. Great movie. And uh, what's the other one? Oh, he's got that one with Mel Gibson. It's fun. But this Pay- and the Brawl one. Dragged across pavement. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's Have Kurt you seen Russell. the Brawl movie? Brawl and Cell Block 99? Yeah. Recommended. Recommended. If you like this. Kurt Russell, Patrick Wilson. Uh, Matthew, Matthew Fox, Fox yeah. Richard Jenkins, um, and it's yeah, it's kind of a horror uh, like fighting this weird cannibal tribe of you know uh, weirdos. Um, so yeah, it's super yeah, uber violent and and, and that wishbone and, uh, towards the end. <laughs> that's a killer. That's a killer. It was fun. Yeah, um, I like that. Um, about uh the other one i had <laughs> this one i thought maybe i could sneak in at the bottom of the list this might have been an easy one for you guys to, to veto 1990 how about we don't go west we go quickly down under <laughs> i hey <laughs> I, you know what where, where would you have picked that what number would you have picked that? i i considered it at 17 honestly i got the I, bottom I, of the list. if i had 17 i would have put quickly down under Nice. Yeah. So uh, He's uh, a, I love, Tom Selleck with any movie where it is like you have a special gun, like <laughs> I, I'm into it. He's got a special gun and he doesn't use anything else. And he's like the whole the whole scene where his mustache like, is real. His mut not not you know that's in the Wikipedia. Like that's the whole Wikipedia. First off, this mustache <laughs> won the Oscar in 1990 for best thing in a movie. I swear, like he, he he gets shot and they're stuck out in the desert and he pulls himself by his mustache over to his gun and then he has to pull himself by the other side over to get them big bullets. And then meanwhile, the guy is like riding away at 10,000 miles an hour, just whipping that, that car like he's going to get it. You know he's going to get shot. Like, Quigley ain't going to have that. You know. Yeah, it's a that's a great movie. Like, I, I, I it's totally, totally underrated because first off, you have Alan Rickman as the bad Alan guy. Alan Rickman is the bad totally yeah. hardened it up, like yes, and, and is amazing. Uh, ben Mendelsohn is in there. He's like very young, young kid, Ben yeah. Mendelsohn as the henchman. Wow, yes. wow. yeah, got red, ha- orange hair or something. Yeah. It's like it's a good. It's a. It's. I remember making fun of it back then, and now I like it. So I, I still think of it every single time I see that movie. In reference to that movie. I think of us a bit on Conan O'Brien's <laughs> show from like 1996, where he did the lips talking in the still photo, and <laughs> it was some, and it was like, okay, name your favorite movie on three, one, two, three, quickly, and they both say quickly down under, and they're like, quickly, quickly down under, and they're so shocked. And was like, it? So it I, was like, it's like I think it was like Saddam Hussein and like Bill Clinton or something. They were both like quickly, quickly down under, and I don't know why. I, I always say quickly down under. So when I when I see that written out anywhere, I hear quickly, quickly down under. We basically just did that skit right now. Me and, <laughs> me and Jared both. But, uh, yeah, it's like, be so basically yeah, he's a he's a he's an American cowboy. He goes down to Australia get, to get hired by this wealthy rancher played by Alan Rickman who wants him to basically go around and kill aborigines that are like causing them trouble. Roy! So it's like, no, screw you. I'll, I'm going to do my own thing. So it's kind of a survival tale in the outback. He you know, meets the crazy la- lady down there and they hang out and he gets help from the aborigines. It's, 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 a, it's, it's kind of dumb, but it's fun. It's a fun it's life. Good. 
little twist at the end. A little twist because he's always using that the gun the whole movie, and they throw in a little twist at the end. It's good. What else you got there? The only other one I had on my list was I thought maybe Seth seemed like something Seth would have on his list, but I, probably not Jordan, but maybe Seth from 2007. I know what it is. Assassination of Jesse James yeah. by the coward Robert Ford. It I, just I, was. It just was out of reach. I, I had a few spots where I was thinking about maybe trying to slip this one in. Um, it's you know, so of course, Brad. It was Pitt honestly, has, it was above. It's it, the way the way the list is weird. It's above quickly for me, but it's like too far to make it. You know, it's too in the middle to make it on the list. So it's, you know, Brad Pitt as Jesse James, Casey Affleck as the coward Robert Ford, but it's got uh, Jeremy Renner, Sam Rockwell, uh, Jordan's favorite weirdo character actor, Garrett Dillahunt is, is in there as part of the gang. <laughs> um, but it's like, you know, it's it's very like uh, true to history, right? So it's like, you know, they take every little detail of who was in the gang, who was where, what happened. Um, so uh, I like that historical part of it because then I can go read on Wikipedia oh, who's yeah, this guy, who is this yeah. guy. Um, but his mustache is real. That's some very like just very memorable kind of shots and cinematography. That it was just very unique the way they the way they did it. And it's like again, it's not a shoot 'em up kind of western. It's very meditative and contemplative is what people kind of call it, which typically I don't like those kind of <laughs> movies. Um, but this one, I don't know. I like, I like the cast. I like the way they did it. It's just the, the kind of real reality, realness of it or, or something. I don't know. But it's about like fame and obsession. And, you know, the Casey Affleck character is just kind of weirdo little dude who's kind of obsessed with Jesse James. But you know, he kind of gets to be part of the gang. But Jesse doesn't like him. And I, yeah, it's just it's a very interesting dynamic of kind of how that how that works. But yeah, I. Uh, I, I rewatched this one again recently as well, and I, I do really like it. Yeah, it's good. I, I, I noted a couple. We didn't have any comedies on the list. Um, I think Cliff definitely would have picked Three Amigos. Yeah. Um, the only one I thought maybe deserved a spot, uh, Blazing Saddles. Yeah. I watched it. Deserved. I watched it, and I just. Ugh. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's. It's a classic. I mean, it, it, you 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 can argue either way that it it has it stood up to time or has it not. Is it is it does it have a point to make still in the modern yeah. day? Sure, I can I can argue that, or I can also argue that it's. Excuse me, while I whip this out. <gasps> uh, the other comedy I wrote down that we had just talked about the other day when the last time I saw Jared was. A made-for-TV movie starring Willie Nelson Never of Once, Once Upon a Texas Train. It's about a bunch <laughs> of old lives. farts. Yeah, who just, uh, <laughs> Willie Nelson just gets out of prison for robbing a train. And they're all old, gray-haired, over-the-hill guys. And they, they're going to do it one more time. One more one more for the road. As uh, Chuck Connors and Jack Elam, all these gray-haired old men trying to rob a train. A low household classic. Uh, a couple of more modern ones. A, a bunch of top ten lists had Meek's cutoff. Just on the list. torture porn. That's torture porn. Now, that, I, I considered that one because I did watch it recently and I, I liked it, but I, yeah, I didn't it didn't make my list. Again, well made, but not a fun watch. Kind of oh the, my the, gosh! The Oregon so... Trail and the the slow 
let's just walk till we're it's <laughs> past like we the get point it. of no return. We can't. Uh, yeah, it's all going to go bad. Uh, the other Australia Western, The Proposition. I watched that. Excellent. With uh, Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. Very brutal kind of movie. Those are the last couple of the modern I like ones the, I, I had. I put down that I like the score, but I didn't love the movie. Um, then I had a few that just were on every list. I saw Butch and Sundance, Treasure of the Sierra Madre, The Wild Bunch, Shane, and Once Upon a Time in the West. I know, Jared, I, I remember you like that It's too movie. spaghetti for me. So draw. I have ever seen that. Oh, oh I said Henry, I liked it. Henry Fonda. Okay, man, I'm getting that There's no way he liked it if he didn't like spaghetti westerns because okay. that's so drawn out. No way. Maybe I was thinking of something else, but okay. Um, so the other old school ones I made a few notes on. Uh, Stagecoach from 1939, John Wayne's first movie. Just like a classic, you know, you know, for 1939, a real action piece of a stagecoach trying to get from point A to point B. But then The Shootist from 1976 was John Wayne's last movie, who he was dying from cancer as he was filming it. And it's about an aging gunfighter dying of cancer. And he rents a room from a widow played by Lauren Bacall. And uh, he doesn't just want to lay in bed and die. He wants to go out doing something heroic or, you know, make it quick. <laughs> make, have one last uh, thing to live for. It's got the, also has Jimmy Stewart and little Ron Howard as well in 1976. In the happy days heyday. Uh, then High Noon is always on the lists. Grace uh, Grace Kelly, Gary Cooper. That's the the town marshal. It's shot in real time, basically. You know, yeah. this, this guy close, is pretty close. This, yeah, this gang of killers is gonna come at high noon and he needs to take his young wife and get out of town, but he you know he can't. He has to he has to stay and he and put that guy fight. in jail. He's gotta he's gonna stay right. I I've watched this a couple weeks ago again because I was like, you know, just I don't didn't I never really loved it, but thought but having just watched these other movies, I thought, you know what fixes this movie? No Gary Cooper, Jimmy Stewart. You put Jimmy Stewart in that right. role, and it's <laughs> it's so much better. First off, I think he'd have convinced all these people to help. <laughs> you know, I, but, need, I need i need help but uh it's just a, it's just a it would change the whole thing because i i just oh it's just a it's it's totally fine it's fine i again it's in every top 10 you see but it, it's it's not one i love rewatching. No. and the last one i had was the gunfighter from 1950 gregory peck movie I love the idea of this one more than I like the movie. It is, he's a veteran gunslinger who is the best there ever was. And he just wants to retire, but no, you can't. There, every Every place he goes, cool, yeah. There, yeah, there's some young kid who wants to challenge him and make his name. Well, if, mm. I, you know, if I beat you in a duel, I'll, I'll be the best in the West. And he just doesn't. He's like, I don't want to kill you, kid. Leave, leave me alone. But it's, it's Gregory Peck is that kind of aging wise old gunslinger and the, the movie's not great but i love that idea and i've always wanted to steal it as, as something i write myself but one day i'm going to write that story that one sasquatch just wants... <laughs> <laughs> i don't know you take it from there i i watched like a bazillion westerns in the last year i'm like 
go through. So I don't have to talk about Quigley now. We covered it. Um, I just recently watched News of the World, which was pretty decent mm. on Apple with that Tom Hanks, where he's like going around reading people the paper and kind of letting them know they don't have to be under the thumb of the local bad guy type stuff. And it's pretty good. I did, did my time. I watched the director's cut of Heaven's Gate, which is one of the most famous Westerns, you know, and notorious for its overexpensive production and terrible reception. And they say the director's cut is better and it was probably better, but I didn't love it. It's really long. Um, well, let's see. Silverado the is Lawrence Kasdan. You know, it's got that got kevin klein kevin costner scott glenn who else is in it i don't know but this one eric said he like this like comfort food western this is the type of western that now this does not reflect any time period that existed in reality at all it's like (laughs) this none of this could ever have happened and all the guns like if a gun flies up in the air lands in your hand and it's just like everything's it's just a fun time silly cowboy um that to me most of these westerns aren't realistic quote no, unquote right. so why not just go crazy yeah. and i do, mean it, and do... it's it's it is yeah. i get the comfort yeah. food of it um i didn't watch either 310 for you i was so afraid one of you guys were going to tell me it was good but i've never heard anybody say that either one of them was fantastic yeah. that one probably should have been on my my honorable mention list um the I've never seen the original, but I really like the remake. Yeah, it's Christian Bale, Russell Crowe, and uh, Ben Foster, and uh, yeah, it's good. I yeah, I, I yeah, probably on second thought would have been on my honorable mentions. I don't know if it would have made the, the final list, but yeah, I do. I do like the remake. Uh, what's McCabe and Mrs. Miller? Because it was on lists, and I didn't care for it. Um, Winchester '73. Like I said, I love a special gun. That's the one uh, Jimmy Stewart like wins a gun or something in a shooting contest. And he, I like every time he shoots, he's like, just like whips it into sights and stuff. And somebody, you like follow the gun through the story. And that, you know, that's kind of neat. But again, just fine. Oxbow Incident, Henry Fonda, it's a pretty short movie, but it's uh, about like, they take they want to hang these guys that supposedly may have killed somebody and they just like mob mentality it's a commentary on the mob mentality you know and uh you know just it's it's uh it's good it won an oscar i think i think it might have been best picture that year but it's you know it's still not unbelievable or anything but henry fonda's good he's always good um Let's see. Couple that I don't even know if you've heard of. Johnny Guitar. Have you heard of that? Just looking at some lists, I saw it. I saw it on some best. Yeah, I like this. uh, Joan Crawford. I mean, it's called Johnny Guitar. This is like the guy that comes in and he plays guitar and he stays at her place. And she's got Vienna's. It's like this gambling place and whatever town that was settled. And she's the star of the movie. Like she, it's a good, strong woman, you know, led Western where she, she's like super tough and like commenting on how, you know, you guys don't have to do anything and everybody's falling all over you to give you credit. But if I make one misstep, cause I'm a woman, you know, 
I I pay for it and it, it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, probably one of the best discoveries I made on the list was the big country with Gregory Peck. Big country. Uh, one thing that's going for it's got Burl Ives won an Oscar for best supporting actor in this 1958. What was cool? It had Charlton Heston and Gregory Peck, and he Gregory Peck is like comes to town. He's like the city guy, you know, and never, you know, Charleston Heston's like, you know, doesn't, you know, doesn't like him, doesn't like him taking the woman, you know, but he like everything, any challenge that comes up, Gregory Peck's character has no interest in getting any credit for anything. He, there's this tough Bronco. They want to, they try to trick him into riding here. You take this horse or whatever. And he, he doesn't. You know, he doesn't fall for it, but he doesn't. He he comes back later privately and like breaks the horse. He goes out there and like gets thrown off of it a few times until he breaks it. And then that's it. And he doesn't say anything about it to any way. The, the stable guy knows about it, but just like he just wants to prove to himself and then move on. At one time, Charleston, Charleston Heston like challenges him to a fight. Like we're going to have a we're going to fight. He's like, no. And he totally backs down. Everybody's like coward, coward, whatever. And then like in the middle of the night, he goes and wakes Charleston Heston up and says, let's go fight. And they go out in the field and just fight just the two of them. Like that is amazing to me. Like I, I, I really dug all of that stuff. Just like what that, it was all like showing like only thing was important, what he thought of himself and proven to, you know, the other guy, well, okay. You don't, you didn't get the best of me, but I don't care what anyone else thinks. So I kind of recommend that one as far it, it wasn't anywhere near my top 10, but it was, it was, that's a, that'd be a good Saturday. Eat some peanuts and watch that. That's pretty much it. I had a lot of fun. I think we pretty much covered it all. Uh, the AFI the film Institute list I mentioned earlier, I'll get the, their top 10. 10 was Cat Baloo, the Lee Marvin movie, which I don't know anything about, but except the fake nose that he wears. Oh, uh, Paint Your Wagon, is that another one no. of his? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, musical last week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nine was Stagecoach. Eight, uh, McCabe and Mrs. Miller. Seven, Butch and Sundance. Six, The Wild Bunch. Five, Red River. Four, Unforgiven. Three, Shane. Two high noon, and one was the searchers. So, the, the experts right. out of the experts top ten, we we had two of of their top ten. So I, I feel that's about right for Kapow. Yeah, that sounds right. And of course, the number one that should always be mentioned is Lonesome Dove. You should watch Lonesome Dove. It is the best of all time, <laughs> bar none. So, it is so good, so good. A special rule had to be made. To yeah, we had to it. ban it from the list. It's the Lonesome Dove Memorial <laughs> List. We all know it's the real number one. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, should I reveal what the next list, the next one for this trio is going to be? Do, so you uh, can start preparing. Reveal to us or to the listeners? That's I what I'm asking. We have should been I reveal to anyone that stayed this long? Okay. I feel like they did their time. I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm, I'm let, us, let us all yeah. have it. Oh, yeah. I felt like this is the, the a good one for this trio. 
we've got other ones for other combinations and they'll they'll be coming out at some point but for this trio we're gonna do baseball movies oh. there's i think there's enough out there we might might not do 17 we might just do 11 but we'll <laughs> we'll we'll see but uh there's a lot out there and so I, there's a, several i wouldn't mind re-watching catching uh, before, up on ones i missed before opening day next year we can squeeze that i think in that's a it. that's good timing there that's it that's all she wrote hey that was fun thank you jared for we mentioned this to you a long time ago so we thank you for keeping it in the back of your head for this long happy to do it and thanks for thanks for having me I, i'm happy with the list that we that we came out with so and thanks, uh, Cliff, for recording this after the fact. We hope putting in all the clips, putting all the quotes, all all that work he did, oh, the gunshots. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Oh yeah. So yeah, we this is the first time we've ever recorded anything without Cliff behind the the scenes pushing the button. It's gonna so, break my heart if it did not. Yeah, I, I probably did not record. Yeah. There's a non-zero chance none of this recorded. <laughs> Mine says recording over here. But. So it recorded somewhere. So let's see what happens. So we'll just, we'll, we'll trust Cliff to fix it and come back from Disney safe and sound to a whole lot of work. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We hope you enjoyed all of that. Thanks, Jared. We'll see you next Betrayals. time. My name is Jordan. I, I biffed the accent there. Too, and I was going to go back oh, in wow. old. Oh, Prospector. My name's Jordan Lowe. <laughs> go. I'm Seth. Down under. (laughs) Bye forever. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at the Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show Kapow the Pop Culture Podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash KPP for special content and access to Patreon-only benefits. We are grateful for anyone who chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will remain free. So please continue to like, comment, and share.